Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Burrow's furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to Wrestling Around. Um, with me, Lou, because Ross... Ross has decided to nurture. Boo uh, this man. The Peters. Yeah, so with, with us is the well-famous Aaron Franklin. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Lou? Yeah, very good. I'm very good. Thanks, Aaron. Nice to, nice to have you here. And uh, hang on, there's someone else on the... Terry... Tears? Terry? I'm back. You, you're back? <laughs> but not for long, Terry. Because <laughs> you're all sacked. Get out. Oh. 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 It was a nice ride. That's what she said. Okay, yeah, well, Terry's gone. Terry's fired. And I've got a sneaking suspicion that we won't be seeing him again for the rest of the episode. Um, yeah, so Terry's actually, you know, in real life, we, we have fired him, but he's also he's, he's getting his, his hair transplanted tonight. Um, so he won't be here. And Ross is at the zoo. Um, he's gone to the zoo today, so there's no Ross. So it's just me and Anne Franklin um, for today. So we're going to do Slamboree 2000. We promised it last week. Uh, Ross and Terry didn't watch it, um, and I'm not even anywhere this week. So, what was the point? What was the we, point? We could have done this two weeks ago. We could have done it two weeks ago, but we're going to do it triple cage action. We're going to do it uh, tonight. But before we get into that, we need to discuss the week in the wrestling because a bloody a lot's happened and a lot's going to happen in the next. Hell week of a lot's well. happened. Yeah. Um, so, what's been your highlight of wrestling this weekend? My highlight was AW Rampage. Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega for the TNA title or the Impact title, I believe it was for. Yeah, it was it? both, wasn't it? I saw him with yeah, both belts. Yeah, I think the TNA title's back for some reason. Even though it's not TNA. Now. I just thought it was like some sort of because I don't really follow um, TNA. Um, I thought it was like an undisputed title kind of thing. Yeah, both titles, yeah, both titles. But um, yeah, so I've only seen like the kind of the finish. Well, we see the uh, the, the bullet, not, not the bullet club, the elite uh, interfere, backfires, and. Uh, uh, Kill switch on the chair, which was frankly sickening. And Omega absolutely sold it like a champ. Like that was a, yeah. a, an incredible sell. Um, it was just, yeah. he managed to get his body vertical on the chair like, <laughs> before just collapsing well, in a heap. I was reading um, an article or an interview with Kurt Angle, um, what was published earlier, and he was saying that Christian Cage could potentially be one of the all time greats. I saw that, yeah. Because he's like, I think he's one of those wrestlers who like never has a bad match. 
I'd agree with that. Like you can I think never. He's very underrated. Yeah, I think that his problem is yeah, he's never had any. I mean, his, his main problem is that he was Edge's texting partner, so he's just kind of been overshadowed like most of his life. But I think the, his issue is, is like he never had like a really classic match. Like, but he's always just had really solid matches, like four, four point five out of five, like matches, like consistently. Yeah. Um, and I guess he's, yeah, well, he has had classics, but they've all been the big, big tag matches, haven't they? Yes. Um, yeah, like the kind of T- well, TLC, TLC2, stuff like that. But yeah, I think it kind of it sets up a lot of intrigue because I thought he looked like a bit of a weak challenger going into All Out. I but, would agree with that. I think Kenny yeah. Omega is being pushed so much. Um, I think his, his streak was not being pinned in a singles match in 731 days, if I'm yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, so I, just, I was thinking going into it, Christian's cage has got no chance here. And then he pulled that out of the bag. And it was a, I mean, I, I saw most of the match. I think I missed the beginning, um, but fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and um, it sets up rampage well, doesn't it? As a as a weekly show. Um, and what I like about it, it's only an hour long. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because like Raw is just too long. But then I think you could quite easily watch SmackDown and Rampage back to back and not get bored. <laughs> Even though it's three what, hours as well. That's what the plan is, I think, isn't it? Yeah, they're hoping to keep on. The, the, the viewers from yeah. SmackDown. We don't have a rampage number yet, but I think SmackDown did the highest rating since like 2019 on Friday. Yeah, night. but did, did you see that Brian Alvarez had released a lot of information about it? it? Was something to do with the NFL? Was it? Yes. Or, yes, yeah. he was saying obviously the, the the true figures won't be out until midweek this next next week, I believe. Yeah, let's let's see if we can find them. Let's see if they're out. Yeah, they normally come out at nine o'clock. It's half eight. They might not be out yet. We'll keep you updated as the show goes on. Yeah. Even though this is coming out on Wednesday, so you'll already know by that point the figures for both Rampage um, and SmackDown. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just, you know, you've got three matches an hour, which doesn't sound like a lot of time for three matches, to be honest, but it, it sounds like they're all bangers from what I've seen. So I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, I mean... On Fight TV at the moment, isn't it, legally? In the yeah, UK? I mean, I mean, there was, I saw some figures saying that there was something like 20-something minutes of wrestling in SmackDown. And then, like twenty something minutes of wrestling worth in AEW. Yeah, and SmackDown was twice as long, but yeah, yeah. I will say that SmackDown. I've only seen the opening of SmackDown, and it was just a killer promo between John Cena and Roman Reigns. I haven't seen it. Ah, oh, it was so, glorious. I haven't watched SmackDown this week. You know what? You I, know what Cena's I, 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 like. He goes. He goes off script a lot. Hmm. So we got a CM Punk reference in there. We got a Dean Ambrose reference. Um, I, I, I you got did, a Nikki Bella, a Nikki Bella reference from Roman, <laughs> just a good, for good measure. Um, all one thing I found up. quite, one thing I found quite weird this week. I mean, I don't know if you follow WWE on YouTube, um, but they've been just post or spamming um, CM Punk matches. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by that. This, Why? this part of me is, is like, I'm I'm not in absent sure that as this comes out on Wednesday, Friday's Rampage the debut of CM Punk in the United Center. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I think CM Punk was on some MMA commentary last night and he um, he made a few references to being all elite. It's been all over the place. But there's a sneaking suspicion is that has Vince just thrown him a buttload of money to no show and turn up the next night at SummerSlam. Because WWE, I'm going to want to be overshadowed by CM Punk this weekend. It's a big weekend of wrestling yeah. coming up. Yeah. You've got some of SmackDown and Rampage on Friday. SummerSlam on Saturday, TakeOver on Sunday, potentially Adam Cole's last match. Mm. I think it will be. So 
it's there's a lot going on. Like WWE are going to want to pull something out of the bag. Like I'm not, I'm not by no means predicting that CM Punk is going to turn up. Um, but I think they're going to pull something massive out of the bag. And I think what I'm going to pull out of the bag is I think John Cena is going to win his 17th World Championship. I would agree. He's pretty poor. Well, we spoke about it last night, um, last week, didn't we? Um, where they were saying, well, he posted that picture, didn't he, of um, the 17-time winners? Yeah. Yeah, um, I think he's going to do because I think they've got a show in Madison Square Garden in September and he's on that. So I think he'll drop it back to Roman at that point. Yeah. But they've got to do something big if CM Punk is arriving. But it is weird that they're just kind of spammed as with CM Punk recently. I've been very quiet on Daniel Bryan. Maybe it's Daniel Bryan who's debuting on, on Friday and not <laughs> CM Punk. And we've all been conned. Yeah, they're, they're not going to debut at the same time, are they? No. They're not going to bring them both in at the same time. Unless they do like a Scott Hall, Kevin Nash type deal. And it's the start of something else. And then Strowman's the third, I don't know. <laughs> Strowman or Bray Wyatt's the third guy. I don't know. Imagine. But, um, but yeah, his shipments are really good. So we'll probably, our next episode is SummerSlam 2021. There's probably going to be a lot of uh, AW Rampage talk <laughs> on that show as well. I would imagine so. If it, yes. goes, the, if it goes the way we're expecting it to. Um, also, interestingly, uh, WWE announced the pay-per-view in December in Chicago, Nelson Arena, which I thought they might avoid while CM Punk is in AEW, especially for big shows, but they're, they're going for it. Um, December, I think it might be on my birthday, actually. Is that a... Is that a... It is on my birthday. So on my birthday... Um, right. This sounds like we need to have some sort of a watch-along. Yeah, WWE in, pay-per-view. In person. Yeah, we'll do it, we'll go to Chicago. I'll just kind of <laughs> stream it. Fuck um, okay, it, let's go to Chicago. But, um, but yeah, so they've just announced the pay-per-view, so I don't, I don't know. I think CM Punk is 99% sure, like, sure he's going to land in AEW on Friday. Yeah. But you don't know what Vince has got up his sleeve. Is he going to bring someone else back? Yeah, I don't know who he could bring back. Like, The Rock or Brock? <laughs> Yeah. Brock doesn't feel like he's been gone long enough for it to be like exciting. No, I agree with that. Um, is he going to bring back Bray with all these Bray chants? Yeah, that's it. And there was rumours that he was Strowman, and Strowman's been counting down, hasn't he, 13 days? But I think that might just be to the end of his no compete. Yeah, I think it is. He's already lined up, got a match in is it December or oh, the one something? In Qatar. A- 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 is it? Yeah. I feel like he's in a Qatari all that has wrestling or something in any problem. Oh yeah, it's like it? Tommy and then Tommy Dreamer, and it's, it's a really random show. Like yeah. Bret Hart, I think, is probably on there because he he turns up to all those sort of things. Um, I guess the yeah the other news is um, I think WWE are going back to Saudi Arabia in October. So well, if you love that'd be fun for everyone, weird shows with really quiet crowds who aren't paying attention and really um, old wrestlers and really old wrestlers. wrestlers. Who who are they going to have now? Because all the old wrestlers are in uh, AEW, like Hogan. Yeah, we'll to bring back Hogan. We're going to get Hogan Goldberg again, aren't we? One final time. <laughs> literally, who else could they bring back? Yeah. They, literally, they could bring back the NWO. Yeah, because what we've not mentioned as well is Ric Flair. He's in, uh, he turned up in Triple A. He did. Um, um, with Andrade. Yeah, who got defeated by Kenny Omega. I was quite surprised by that, actually. I thought once Christian, I mean, once Christian had beat him, I thought he might start losing all his other titles. So he's just got the AEW title left. I'll yeah. I mean, I know what AEW were going to do with the. Well, I have a feeling what they're going to do with the AEW title. Um, see if it's going to be Daniel Bryan or CM Punk. Hands down, it's going to happen. 
Yeah, it looked like it was going to be Hangman Adam Page, who may have may or not have joined our Twitch stream on, on Wednesday. Um, I just sent a screenshot to, to Ross and Terry, so they, they're pretty sure it is. Um, and I'm just confused as to why that happened. But yeah, he's gone quiet, hasn't he? I think he's taken some time off for his to, to have a child. Fair enough. Congratulations to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Page. But yeah, it's like you can't really sign Dan Jabrian and CM Punk and keep them on the main event forever or even no. for too long at all. And that's the kind of bit by circling back to Adam Cole his last match. Is it kind of, if he does go to AEW, he's going to find it really hard to get into that main event. Yeah, I think they'll bring him in as a mid-carder at first, which I think is fine because he's come from the developmental yeah. um, show. Um, I think he could have quite a good feud with Miro if that was the, if that, that was the, uh, the case. Yeah, someone take, a, take that title off him. Yeah, because he's had that quite a while now, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's been very dominant, so that would be yeah. a, a good step in our direction. But yeah, it's AEW's looking stacked at the moment. So it really is. It's funny because what did I say a few weeks ago? We're going to make a, another show, and I, I, I totally wasn't following social, following social media at this point. Yeah. You know, I wasn't aware of Rampage, and it, it's happened. Yeah, even three hours doesn't feel like enough, does it? I know they've got dark and dark elevation, but but like main event isn't that a velocity? Like, yeah, there's the proper shows. Yeah, like they've got three hours of wrestling now. Um, compared to WWE's five, and I think I read that the. Total combined wrestlers on Raw and SmackDown is still less than AEW. Like AEW's roster is stacked. Yeah. They've just got to earn that deal in India now, haven't they? Yeah, on Eurosport, randomly. Because I saw that, and I was like, bloody hell, yeah, fight's it's going to be on Eurosport. Brilliant, Rampage. And then only fight TV for us. I just don't understand what is so important on ITV4 at like 3 a.m. on a Friday night that we can't get Rampage live. Yeah, I know. I, I, I have been watching... Um... Dynamite on ITV player. Yeah. I had a look the other night and I think I'm just going to sign up for Fight TV because it's just easier. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I watch the uh, the AW pay-per-views when I, when I watch them. Are they free on there? there. No, no, you've got to pay extra for them. They're, 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 they're not cheap. They're kind of... They're not as expensive as New Japan because I remember we tried to watch the New Japan show. We were going to review the one that we went to a few years ago. Mm. And I think even though it was like a three-year-old show, two-year-old show, it was still like 40 quid to Jesus. watch it. I think I remember paying for Double or Nothing, which is AW's first one. I think that was 25 quid, but when you sign up, you can get like 20 quid. So it was like, a, I paid like a five for it. Um, but That's I think it's normally about 25 quid, something like that. I've got the app. Um, I will, you know what? Yeah, it can't be long before they bring out the Ruin app, like network, WA network. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the way it's going. But then again, saying that, WWE's going the opposite way, isn't it? They, they've canned it in America. and uh, It's all on Peacock now, isn't it? Yeah, they could can it over here apparently, because uh, Peacock is launching on Sky, which <laughs> I hope doesn't happen because I've just moved to BT from Sky to get WWE. <laughs> so, ah, yeah, I don't I don't have Sky. So I could really do without uh, Peacock uh, Peacock taking all the WWE content. Um, yeah, and I like, I like the network and the, how it goes at the moment because it allows us to watch 21-year-old WCW shows um, yeah. at the click of a button. Just a highlight, really. Exactly, it, it is like you get so much replay content out of it. Like I know they've, I'm, I'm behind on so many documentaries and stuff, but um, and I watch the the upcoming, the, the current WWE as much as I can. But just you know, you fancy watching that like random match from like 15 years ago? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's on there. Even if you want just, to watch the funny old territory days, it's all on there, isn't it? It's brilliant. Oh yeah, it's just there's so much nostalgia in thing. Yeah, 
I think this is why I find it hard to keep up so much with today's content is because I spend a lot of time watching older stuff. Yeah, we're watching older stuff. And let's be honest, it's more compelling. Like, I'm a big SmackDown fan, but I'd given up on Raw for like a good year now since I watched the full episode of Monday Night Raw because yeah. it's just it's the same matches every week. It's nothing happens. And you can find, you can skip a, skip a show. You can skip a whole month sometimes in between pay-per-views, especially with Raw. And you've not missed a single thing. <laughs> you just kind of, you watch the pre-show and you're like, okay, what's it there now? This will be good. Because the pay-per-views are always great to be pay-per-views, but three hours of Raw is a lot to watch every week. It's, just too, it's just too much. Three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown. Um, yeah. And if you've got a pay-per-view that week, that could take you to 10, 11. Yeah. And that's before you, you even take into account uh, NXT. Yeah. Or AEW or TNA. Yeah. Keep up with that stuff. Exactly. Or oh, yeah, New Japan. Yeah. yeah. It's just... Yeah, it's been like a, a solid three days with no sleep. What, like trying to keep up with content? It's just, it's just yeah. crazy. I don't know how these professional uh, YouTubers. Not like we're not professional, or well, we're not because we don't get paid for this. But these these professional guys who kind of review every show like an Alvarez type. How do they do it? How do they manage? No, no one of us are cynical <laughs> about everything when you watch that much, <laughs> that much wrestling. Like I like SmackDown though because I get the weekend to watch it. So I still need to, which is, we record this on a Monday night. I still need to finish last week's SmackDown. But I've got time. But yeah, Rise, I've given up on. And NXT, AEW, I'll watch if something good happens. Well, I think NXT is going to change anyway, isn't it? Because they want younger, bigger guys. Yeah, like it used to be. Which I can kind of, I know everyone's been up and down, so I can kind of see it in a way because they've not had a main event to come out of there for a while now. I mean, they should have, they should have had a main event to come out of there for a while now. Well, Alistair Black. There you go. There's plenty of people who come out of NXT like, yeah. who should have gone straight into the main event. Yeah. Samoa Joe didn't get yeah. the properly. No, no, I know Why? he was unlucky with injuries, but what? it would have been nice to see him have like a well title in. I, I mean, I yeah. know I'm digressing here a little bit, but I can never understand it. why um, Samoa Joe went into NXT and AJ Styles went straight to main roster. Yeah, AJ Styles is the, and you know, the weird one as well is Mike Bennett. <laughs> Like, how the hell did he manage to skip NXT? Like, well, it's because they wanted Maria, didn't they? Yeah, where, so did that come, where did that come from? That was a weird one. Um, just very rarely happens, isn't it? Because I, I think AJ Styles, I remember him saying that he just wasn't interested in NXT. He was like, I've, I've worked hard enough now that I don't need to be on a developmental. Even though at that point, it was the... When he joined 2016, wasn't it? So it was yeah. kind of... Oh, Samoa Joe was there at the same time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was not long after, was it, that Samoa Joe joined, but... Yeah, Samoa Joe was a huge star. Yeah, in fact, I think Samoa Joe might have joined before because I'm pretty sure he headlined that the, the London event in like 2015. I'm pretty sure okay. Samoa Joe was there before, actually. Yeah, Nakamura was another one where he was kind of he's like a multi-time, five-time world champion in New Japan, and then went for NXT. But again, he had great matches. But it would have been cool to see AJ Styles NXT. I still wouldn't be against it if they did it. You know, Finn Balor went down there for a bit, seemed to beef up his character a bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. I agree with NXT going with younger guys. I'm not too sure about the bigger guys because I think it's gonna. I'm gonna miss out on so much talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like some of the some of like the smaller guys put on way better performances. Yeah, I know, I know Vince, Vince loves his big guys, doesn't he? He does love his big sweaty man, but there's. <sighs> It doesn't need to be that way anymore, does it? Like, you know, you look at AEW, you look at NXT, 
And I, can't, I, know, I think Vince will look at it and think, well, NXT is getting like a fair of the viewers Raw's getting. So this is what they want. Yeah. Everyone wants like Jinder Mahal. That's uh, <laughs> to go back and stuff. But the crowd reactions that NXT wrestlers get, because I've been to like a few NXT takeovers, a few NXT tapings, a few WWE shows. I think like it's weird that like WWE is the biggest and most successful, but their shows, the crowds never feel as hot. Mm. When you watch an AEW, or the, even the indie shows that we went to, like when we went to WCPW World Cup, like it was a hot crowd. Yeah, the entire night, and like you know, it was that because Terry Peters had like a full bottle of wine to himself. Maybe that was part <laughs> of the reason. Um, <laughs> but I think a lot of it as well is that it's just to get the crowd pumping with those, those types of matches. Like, yeah. and I think this is, I don't know, digressing again. Yeah. Um, WCW was so popular because the cruiserweight division was so strong. And it was, it was so something. Yeah. It was something totally different to WWF in the day, where it was just big guys. Um, obviously, WCW did started the streak in the ratings, and WWF were like, "Actually, oh, we're missing out on something here." Yeah. But even yeah. even still, even one when at the height of WWF Attitude Era, the cruiserweight division was nothing in comparison to WCW. No, no, and it's like it's like what did they have Taka and <laughs> Gilbag and that? That wasn't good. But yeah, I think that high flying one is what's going to bring in casual fans now. I, I don't think people want like you know six foot eight big beefy lads anymore. Like they've got a place. Like obviously, I'm not going to turn down like a Walter match or like a, a run on the main roster for him. But yeah, I remember even like when World of Sport was on TV for like for that like one, not the old school one, man, but the the one that was on two years ago. It was like <laughs> everyone was like the people at work who'd kind of tuned in because it's on ITV at like five o'clock on a Saturday. They weren't like, oh, you see that big lad in the main event. They were like. It's mad what these guys do these days, isn't it? Like, because they're seeing like Will yeah. Ospreay like do four fifties off ladders and stuff, and yeah. like, I think that's I mean, what gets people involved now. It's I'm like not, I'm not even I'm not even I don't mind, like I, like you say I don't mind big guys, but I, I like guys like Keith Lee who are big, but they yeah. can they're athletic as well, athletic as hell, yeah, yeah. And we should give a shout out to Keith Lee actually because I think this is the first one we recorded since he's kind of he released his video. Um, hell of a hell of a last six months for Keith Lee. Yeah. Um, so I'm just he's back on the mend. Obviously, he's had he's had COVID and so he kind of a very very severe reaction to it, which is where at this point mm. we just kind of cut and paste Ross's usual COVID rant. In. You've um, seen but, you've seen all the smarks on Twitter blaming Mia. Yeah, ridiculous. Out of order. Yeah, it's just I just don't understand how you get to a point where you think right, I'm going to have to abuse a, a wrestler's wife um, <laughs> to get my point across. Like I just. I will never understand that. Like, by all means, like disagree with people on, on, on Twitter and kind of, you yeah. know, I have people who kind of disagree with me a lot. So for those, for, <laughs> that's fine. But abusing wrestlers' wives because they've got yeah. COVID. So Keith those, got it first as well. That's the weirdest yeah. thing about it. It's nothing to do with that. She missed yeah. the Royal Woman to look after him. She put herself at harm's way to look after her husband. Then you want to go and abuse her? Yeah, fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so for those, for those viewers who are, are interested, I have now joined Twitter. Yes, um, you have. I've been throwing a couple of comments around on uh, Twitter. Um, that's some of the wrestling marks on there. Yeah, have you had much abuse yet? None. That's good. Like you do better than a few I've, um, I am. <laughs> I've, gained, I've gained a few followers, whether yeah. it's because of the comments I've made or, or what, yeah. I don't know. But um, I'm sure it's all to come. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But no, yeah, follow you. Where can we follow you on Twitter? Do it now. Do you know another thing? I can't even remember what my um, Twitter handle is. <laughs> Let's find it out. Uh, so, yeah, it's just Frankenstein921, just exactly the same as my Twitter and yeah. my Instagram. Excellent. That's what I want. Bit of breaking news for you. Uh, the Royal Rumble 2022 is going to be in St. Louis, Missouri. Just just got that through. 
Um, it won't be breaking news by Wednesday, obviously, because everyone will know. But it's breaking news for Aaron <laughs> right now. So that's what we're going. Home, home place, hometown of Randy Orton. Um, speaking of Twitter, someone I want to shout out to, and we're going to move on to the next segment now, is I want to shout out to Mr. Joe Ryan, uh, who joined us on um, Wrestling Around Weekly Wednesday Wrestling. Wrestling Around Wrestling Federation Weekly Wednesday Wrestling, sorry. Um, and he's probably listening to this podcast right now, unless you listen to the CM Punk one and thought, you know what, I don't know if that Terry guy. Don't want any more of this. Um, but I want to give him a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. Stayed for the whole show as well. Which yeah, I, exactly, which is more than more than Christopher Terry. He didn't even, didn't even turn up. Uh, so yeah, but never, thank you. Never does anymore, does he? Never does, never does. He's always playing Call of Duty or whatever he's doing. Um, so thank you, uh, Mrs. J. Ryan. Um, and the rest of the Wrestling Federation results, it was a short show because it started late. Um, Samoa Joe beat the chicken. Um, Bob Ross beat Adam Pachi, which is unexpected. And we've got a new champion uh, in almost beat Anderson for the henchman title. He did. Which I am sure um, will not set the internet ablaze at all. Um, but yeah, so that's what happened on Wrestling Around Weekly when Wrestling Around Wrestling Federation Weekly Wednesday Wrestling. Join us tonight at half seven, uh, twitch.tv forward slash wrestleround. And I think, all right, I think, I think, just let me interrupt you because I, I think someone's trying to join a call. Uh, who we got here? Is it, is it Ross? Hello. That's uh, it's fucking Terry. Oh, He's not, back. Not this nonce. <laughs> it was me all along. Yeah, no, just get 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 out, Terry. Oh, bye, guys. Okay, so yeah, enough about uh, wrestling. Uh, wrestling Federation. Enough for fucking Terry. Um, he is sacked. Um, keeps trying to get back in, but he's he's sacked. Uh, believe me. So we're going to move on um, to Slamboree 2000, the main event, what you're all here for. Um, obviously, at this point, we normally rely on Ross's well-thought-out, uh, well-written notes. Um, I have not done the same when I'm hosting today, so I am using uh, RetroProWrestling.com's review of WCW Slamboree 2000, which I'm sure will be fine. So let's give a shout-out to them. Uh, visit RetroProWrestling.com for all your Retro Pro Wrestling needs. Um, so... Bit of background, um, we're kind of in the midst of, of Vince Russo. Um, yeah. The Vince Russo era, Bischoff's back, they're both trying to work out. WCW at this point, frankly, is in the toilet. <laughs> it's not going well. Um, they're getting their ass kicked to this point. The 83 weeks has been and gone a, a long time ago now. Uh, this is kind of WCW, it's kind of, it's bottoming out almost. Um, I mean, it'll get lower, it'll sink a lot lower next year. Um and obviously, yeah, this is the last actually, this is the last ever Slamboree. Um, because WCW a year later wasn't in business. Um just to, just just to segue straight off straight off the bat, I'm surprised that uh we've not had an NXT Slamboree yet. Or yeah. Or even an AEW one. Um I thought that'd be some of the, the triple H would be all over at least, or, or Cody. Yeah, well, MAW is slowly starting to buy rights to all WCW stuff, aren't they? Yeah, they've had Bash of the Beach, haven't they? they is it Battle yeah. of the Belts that's going to be there? Because um, they can't get Clash of Champions, so they're going to have Battle of the Belts as like the TV specials. Right, okay. Going forward, because Clash of the Champions is obviously still... I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting on someone to cash in on Halloween Havoc. Yeah, well, we had NXT Halloween Havoc last year, didn't we? I, I think that's, Yeah, I think, I think WWE renewed that one. Right. Yeah, it was just like a random episode, but they, they had the pumpkin, so I can't argue with that. Yeah, it's enough, isn't it? Yeah, 
the pumpkin. I can't wait till NXT get back in big arenas and they can do the proper stuff because they take it seriously. They have different sets in your house. It's a house. Halloween Havoc, it's a pumpkin. That's what we want more of, really. But yeah, Slamboree. There has, this is the last ever Slamboree. And obviously when we've done kind of Slamborees in the past, I think we did 94 last time. Uh, it was our last WCW show, which is Slamboree. Very different vibe this time. There's no kind of returning legends or anything like that. There's no big kind of kind of Hall of Fame announcement at the start. Um, it's very much just another pay-per-view at this point. Uh, new fancy logo. Um, and we're at the Kemper Arena, um, which is sadly where the year before um, Owen Hart passed away, like a year before this. Um, normally go for the uh, the food at this point, but the, the Kemper Arena is now a leisure center. Um, it's no longer a uh, arena. So we've got a commentary team of, let me remember them, um, Tony Schiavone, obviously the mainstay of UCW still there. And then we've got Scott Hudson <laughs> and Mike Madden. Uh, Aaron, what do you think of the uh, the commentary team? I like Schiavone. I yeah. like Hudson. Cannot stand Madden. No, he's a bit of, he's a bit of an odd one, isn't he? I have a lot of time for Hudson. I, I'm, I, so I know we spoke about this the other week, didn't we, Sarah? Why didn't WWE bring him on? Yeah. Well, Apparently, I was reading a bit about it the other day, and they did. They offered him a contract. He did a couple of like the raw SmackDown shows in the in the during the invasion in during yeah. the invasion, and he turned down the contract due to the fact that he has a very highly well paid job in the police force where he lives. Oh wow! Well, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I knew he'd kind of. He did the. Did he do the Booker T. Buff Bagwell Raw main event? Yes, that went down horribly. Yes, he did. We basically, um, cancelled WCW forever. It's so basically it. He works for WCW, just like it's like a part time job. Yeah. Ah, Scott Hudson. Weirdly, Scott Hudson and Mark Madden. I was, you know, um, once upon a time in a different life, I was a moderator on, on WrestleZone.com's forums. Yes. Um, in my youth, before I went to university. Uh, Scott Hudson and Mike Madden, both members. They um, the website the bar wrestles on got them in to do like Q and A's and stuff. But obviously, <laughs> this was before Twitter. But so everyone was anonymous. There was no one mm-hmm. person with a real name. Uh, a lot of abuse. The whole thing lasted about two weeks. <laughs> we had these two, Conan and uh, and Eugene. And um, Disco Inferno. Oh, Disco, Disco Inferno, of course. Yeah, yeah. so a lot of uh, WCW mainstays really. <laughs> it's good, but yeah. Yeah, Scott Hudson and um, Matt Madden were both, were both on that. I can't remember anything about them. So I remember Conan being really abusive. Um, and, we and can't YouTube. talk after um, getting put in the figure four by Ric Flair. He did, yeah. Yeah, because Conan's... I'm glad to see Conan's doing well. You know, I always... On this show, I always... I hated Conan as a wrestler. <laughs> it really irritated me. But glad to see he's doing well because I know he had a few... Well, and Ric, Ric, Ric Flair as well, actually. Um, but is he too old? Yes. Yes. I think what he did on Saturday was fine. Just a few chops, a few punches, and a figure four. Um, I'm assuming he got back up from the figure four, so I think that's fine. Is that's... it is it leading on to biggest and worst things? Uh, I ho- I think AEW will be too sensible to do it. But also, another weird wrestling news on this weekend, just to kind of segue back onto that. Uh, Jerry Lawler defeated Enzo Amore in a casting yes. match. I saw this. I haven't seen the match. I have seen the results posted. I've just seen the. Re- I saw the advert before, and I've seen the result afterwards. Um, you don't beat Jerry Lawler in Memphis, I guess, however it was Tennessee. Um, but yeah, what a random match to book. But yeah, he's well, seventy-one. 
he's had like multiple heart attacks, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and he's still going. But I, I just... hope that Ric Flair doesn't because it's just, it's going to get sad after a while, isn't it? This um, is the thing with wrestlers, yeah. though. They just don't know when to give in, do they? No, and literally it, it, nobody does. They have it in the blood. Yeah. Wrestling in the blood, and they just can't give it up because they have got nothing else to fall back on. Yeah, I can't think of one. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin, is he the only wrestler who gave it up for good? Even yeah. Shawn Michaels came back eventually, didn't he? Yeah. yeah Stone Cold's the one that kind of stuck to his guns and said, yeah. no, I'm retired from in-ring competition. Yeah. But we'll, yeah, uh, he's, he's still have, he still has both his feet in the wrestling business, but not getting back into rings. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't, I, I don't know. I can't, how old is Flair now? He's got to be in his late sixties, isn't he? At least. That's it. He must be early seventies now, surely. Because uh, Vince is seventy-four, isn't he? Most Jack's seventy-four year old in existence. He's seventy-two. Yeah. So he looks, um, he looks older than Vince. He does. Maybe Vince is older than I thought. Actually, is he? How old is Vince? So Vince is 75. It's his birthday. It's his birthday next week. We'll have a Vince McMahon celebration <laughs> next week. It's like, but yeah, 72. Like, yeah, he can't be wrestling. I don't. I know people are joking about Rick Flair and Sting every one more match in AW. I don't. I don't want it. Don't want it no. at all. I think Sting's doing enough at the moment. He, apparently, he's having a match, isn't he? Shortly. Yeah, um, I think so. Is it against the uh, 2.0? What they've got? Yeah, yeah former Everest. But he's still in good shape. Yeah. And he's as doing tag as... matches where he's going to be protected. He's not going to do yeah. a lot. He's just going to come in and get his shit done and, and get out of there. So, I mean, he'd probably be in a lot better shape if Seth Rollins hadn't have um, really killed him. Yeah. Yeah. He does maintain it's not Seth Rollins' fault, though, doesn't he? Yeah. So he says. Yeah. But it's a stupid, a stupid, the book of one of his stupid move to take, I think, in general. <laughs> yeah. But especially I mean, if, yeah, if you were Sting's age. Seth Rollins hadn't exactly got a good track record. No, there was Cena. Um, yeah, I remember Bret Hart had a big rant about it. In fact, I, I believe I spoke to Bret Hart about it when I met him in Newcastle. Really? What yeah. Was that? I, I, he was talking. I, I think I mentioned it about Seth because we all had to go over to him and we we're talking about like different things. In fact, do you know what? I'm, I'm completely lying. It wasn't me. It was the guy in front of me, <laughs> whoever that was. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to him about his book, but I remember him saying like, "Yeah, no, I thought he was." But I think at that point, you know, he made amends or he's back into doing his good books. Um, yeah, I talked to him about his book. Just because I just wanted to a couple of different. Oh my god, you're my favorite wrestler, like. Yeah. So I decided to talk to him about his book. It was. It is a really good book. Actually. I mean, I'll probably, probably annoy. I'll probably annoy all the wrestling marks here, but not a Brett fan. No, were you kind of? I guess it wasn't our you, was it? You kind of. When we were watching these kids, like Montreal, they happened. We just saw like WCW, right? Don't we? Mm, yeah. Which wasn't very good. That's all. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I put the him on the hat. Where, where were we going? Oh, yes, yeah, so Scott Hudson is our commentary <laughs> with Mark Madden and the legend that is Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone, I feel like, is um, is getting a bit fed up at this point. Just with yes, WCW in general. Like, he doesn't seem as enthusiastic as he would say three years before him. No, no. We're doing that. I still don't think he gets the recognition. I think he's very underrated as a, as a commentator. I think he is. I'm glad he's getting it now. I know he had his, his, his podcast kind of really brought him back into the mainstream, didn't it? And yeah. then, um, but I've always that, been a big Shivani fan, always. Yeah. Now, uh, when it, when AW first got announced, I was so excited to hear that Tony Shivani was coming on board because I've always been a and JR as well. Yeah. The, the thing is, with like Shivani, he doesn't sound like he's lost a step, does he? Like JR, yeah. bless him. 
few botches here and there, but I still loved it. A friend of the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tony Schiavone is just, he's just as good as he was 20, in some ways better because he's, he's commenting over a better product now. Yes. Anyway. Seems a lot happier. <laughs> I think Yeah. everyone says though, that if you're in a job that year, you're happy and you, you put better performance in. I think yeah. that's entirely true about Schiavone. Absolutely. 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 Yeah, um, but let's let's go back to when he wasn't happy. So, the opening match is for the cruiserweight championship, and just as we were like saying about twenty minutes ago, like how great the WCW cruiserweight division was. Um, maybe not uh, so much here. It's kind of ended at this point, hasn't it? <laughs> um, it? It very much felt like just another belt at this point, um, but we're just two guys who were slightly smaller, which yeah. I think was always the reason a problem, wasn't it? It wasn't a different style. It was just another WCW match, but we'd see slightly smaller guys. So I've written a few bits on about this. Yeah, so we've got Chris Tan- Candido coming out with Tammy, obviously Sunny. Um, yeah. She but starts what? trying to uh, strip and show, show our assets off to the crowd. And then Chris Candido's like dancing around her, isn't he? Trying to, trying to harder. Um, it's quite entertaining. Yeah, very strange. Show. Same with the heels, wasn't she? But she was like, no, I'm going to get him out anyway, because that's what you want. Yeah. Um. Um, and then the artist comes out with um, Paisley. Yes, who is, um, of course. I'll let you reveal it. I, I've got no idea, to be honest. It's uh, Booker T's wife, Chanel. Ah, did put yeah. two and two together with that one. Yeah. However, I did write some notes. Um, so I put, what What the fuck is this awful gimmick? <laughs> um, yeah. Then I wrote, Purple Rain rip-off for, the, is it, for his um, music. Yep. Um yeah, I put because I didn't actually know who it was. I didn't put two and two together. Um, but his final pay per view. This was his final pay per view appearance. How oh, was it? Yeah, apparently that would make sense. Yeah, he was. I guess he was doing the Velveteen Dream gimmick before Velveteen Dream. Yeah, it was just a rip off of Prince, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just in every everything. Yeah, the, mu- the music, the costume. Like I've written here, he in no, no way resembles. Prince. No, he doesn't seem like the right. I guess the the, the, the gimmick was that he was was he Prince Ikea before this. Yeah, Prince, he was Prince yes. Ikea, like <laughs> Swedish uh, uh, wardrobes or something. I don't know, Prince Prince Ikea. But I guess that was a gimmick, and I guess that's where like because this was like this is peak Russo this full show, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um. So I guess that's where he was going with this, but yeah, it doesn't really. He didn't really have the charisma to pull it off, really. Um. I won't spend too much time on the Velveteen Dream for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, he probably did it better because he had the charisma to pull that, to pull that gimmick off. Like, I think Prince is a very hard man to, to replicate, especially in a wrestling ring. Yeah. It feels a bit strange. Um, did you notice how many botches were in this match? Yes. Yeah, it was not a good match. Do you know what? We'll get up Mal's star ratings as well while I'm here. I think I've written star ratings for most of the matches as well, to be fair. Let's 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 compare what you've got against uh right, should I go first then? Yeah, you go first and I will get up uh Um so I gave this half a star. Half a star, hang on a minute. This I've I've messed this up. I'm not as prepared as Terry when it comes to the old star ratings. Just to go into it, so I I can praise Terry. There's a few botches. So you, there's a failed hurricane arama from the temple by Candido. Then there's a fail. I don't know if you, you, you botched this, but there's a failed schoolboy by the artist. <laughs> yeah, that is a very hard to bot- botch. And then the finish just seemed oh, like a massive botch because 
There was a three count after the chair shot, but then the ref carried on. Yeah, it was really weird, wasn't it? He so... said, oh, no. So he counted three, and then the ref was like, got up and he was like, oh, no, it's a two count. It was definitely a three. Yeah. So I saw his hand hit the mat three times. Yeah. And then the match and then just it, carried on. And it, I think what was weird about that was, like, it, there was no need to redo it because Candido won anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, if he has botched and he's counting to three, just end the match there. Like, yeah. we didn't really, I felt like they must be, you know, because it was obvious to botch, so I was like, they must be doing so big here. And then he just kind of did his finisher and ended it anyway, like two minutes later. So what was the point? Just, just chalk it up, just finish it two minutes early. Yeah, it went wrong, but surely it's better than kind of just pretending the, the pin and the music started playing didn't happen. Yeah. Just just roll with it. Very, very strange. I'm sure there was an extra two minutes that they could have put into one of the other quality matches. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but Dave Meltzer was very uh, generous compared to you. <laughs> he, gave oh, really? two, he gave it two stars. <laughs> uh, that's really pushing it with the amount of boxes um, in there. Yeah, which... Uh, yeah, it wasn't a great match. I don't know what two stars means in Meltzer's. On the card, it's in the lower half of what's on the card, so I guess in that way, since it's fair, but it's not the worst match. Um, it's the third worst match. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd, I'm sure... I've just got a quick flick through, but I'm pretty sure this is my worst rating for the night. Yeah, he's got two one-star, but we'll get to them uh, later in the show. But, you know, it's yeah. it's classic Meltzer stuff. Fucking hell, again, right, who's, who's on the line? Just tell us who's on the line this time. I feel like Eugene. Oh, because Eugene also got sacked by Terry. Yeah, by, by Tez. So from a match you hated, Aaron, to a match that I think, uh, if I know you, you have enjoyed a lot more. <laughs> um, um, yeah. It's Terry Funk versus Norman Smiley. And a mystery guest. Um, well, I'm just going to start yeah. off by saying... Middle-aged and crazy, Terry <laughs> Funk, should I say. Pro- the promo they put on before the match was absolutely fantastic. It was just Terry Funk taking a shitload of bumps. Yeah. It was... Yeah, speaking of uh, retirees, yeah, or people who should have retired, Terry Funk, yeah. Still going now, now as well. Yeah, I love how he's like the old man in this, the crazy old man, and this is in the year 2000. <laughs> 21 years later and he's still taking <laughs> He's still, taking he's still going, still taking his hair bumps. Well... I mean, this match, I don't even know where you go with this match. Right, so um, I'm just going to start off. The first the first thing I wrote about this match was, I just put, I love Norman Smiley. Yeah, yeah, I knew you did. I knew that, like, before you joined the show, there was a long time where you were asking us to uh, cover some Norman Smiley uh, to recently do hardcore division matches. So I'm glad <laughs> yeah. the time we've finally done it is when you're on the show. <laughs> is yeah. when you're on the show. <laughs> um. This was the this was like the best era of Norman as well because it was it was screaming Norman smiling on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was it was fantastic. Like it was just um, ridiculous. Yeah. So what did you, what did you think of the mystery partner? I, I knew it was straight away. Yeah. Um, I've I've not I don't recall seeing this as a kid this this pay per view. Um, but I knew it was straight away. It's it's Ralphus for those who are, yeah. are watching. Um. Made famous by Chris Jericho. Yeah, making his return. The last time he was on pay-per-view was a year before on Censored 1999 when he was accompanying Chris Jericho. And so there's, it, a good, yeah. there's a good story behind Ralph, isn't there? Because um, when Chris Jericho found out he was going to go to uh, WWF, he went to Ralph and said, yeah, I'm going to WWF. And uh, Ralph was like, oh, when we're going? And Jericho yeah. was like, nah, it's, it's just me, mate. <laughs> yeah. 
Imagine how different Ralph's career could have been if you followed Jericho to the WWF. The wrestling landscape may have changed forever. We may have had like a, a multi-time world champion on our hands. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. In Ralph, um, he did. He did work backstage, didn't he? It's like a truck driver or something. He was just a yeah, random was guy it, who it, he found, wasn't he? Yeah, it was either a truck driver or he was the coach driver. I can't yeah. remember which. Um, and Jericho just liked the way it looked and thought it was hilarious. So that's why they, he invited him to. Um, because there's a famous um, entrance, isn't there, where it's the, the era where Jericho's um, taking a piss out of Goldberg all the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he has Ralph or some other guy <laughs> just um, walking to the ring. And, and Ralph is wearing it like that t shirt that's just cropped. Yeah. That's <laughs> why you, just... can't, you can't find the way to the ring, you know. Does he end up leaving the arena bags or something? Because he can't, yeah. can't get yeah. there, yeah. Um, so, so this match, really enjoyed it. Um, there's a good bit where Terry was Terry Funk was just not Terry Peters, obviously. No, absolutely um, not. Yeah. Um, t- Terry Funk just throwing chairs at Ralphus, just chair after chair after chair. <laughs> was throwing about ten chairs at him. It was just brilliant. Do you think Ralphus like knew what was going on? Because I'm assuming Ralphus has never really worked a match before. Um, um, I doubt it. Do you think Funk beforehand was like, "Hey, Ralphus, I'm going to love a lot of chairs." Yeah, I just think <laughs> he was just in the moment. Like, I think he was just in the I'm moment. Just, I'm just going to throw the chairs. Um, did you see Terry Funk no sell the trash can um, attack by Ralphus? Oh, Ralphus sitting yeah. with a trash can, and Terry Funk just totally no sold it. It's kind of like a, it's like a light tap on him, just like uh, I was like, "What is going on?" I love the way the commentators were just taking the piss as well. Of like, yeah, it's like, yeah, who is this? Who is this guy? I right, I know it gets a lot of a lot of stick. I love the WCW Hardcore Division. Yeah, it was almost like so bad it was good. Yeah, I yeah. think at this point, like. She's when it, the first thing when Terry, um, Terry's walking around and he tried to find Norm Smiley. Go, yeah, he goes into the toilet and it's Ralph. She's <laughs> <laughs> it's just just ridiculous, so ridiculous. It, yeah. It's it's entertaining. And it goes for ten minutes as well. Um, yeah. I, I would have happily taken those two minutes from the first match and put them into this match. Yeah, well, someone agreed. Well, maybe they, maybe they agree, maybe they don't. Dave Meltzer. Also gave this match two stars. <laughs> you tried oh, no. the same. Um, I think, so mine is four stars. Four stars, <laughs> yeah. So that's it. I'm going for the Franklin Rain every time. In years to yeah. come, people will be arguing over your ratings <laughs> instead. So now, yeah. so now I just wrote in big capital letters, wiggle. <laughs> because the Norman Smiley wiggle and Ralph is doing the wiggle at the end. It's yeah. also brilliant. He really, he really was his hardcore division at this point, wasn't it? He's like the, you know, if you, if you look at the WWF one, you've got Crash Holly being the mainstay. It's it's Norman Smiley, isn't it, for, uh, for WCW? 100%. I think what made it better was he was a coward, wasn't he? Yeah. That was his whole, that was his whole thing. Yeah. I and I think it just works so well. Yeah. I'm just looking at it on my, on my review to kind of cover these. I'm just looking at the screenshot of, of Ralphus now with his top off <laughs> at this point <laughs> <laughs> in the ring. Uh, you've got Norman Smiley trying to attack Terry Funk from behind. Absolutely brilliant stuff and you know the, the the writing at this point gets a lot of kind of uh people don't like it but i thought this was brilliant i thought this was brilliant this i match. think for me this is one of my favorite parts of the night yeah um, it's just it's just entertaining isn't it you don't need every match to be like a five-star classic at no. all this is this is what you want from wrestling sometimes as eric bischoff says wrestling's a buffet um, no, it's, it's a four-star classic right off the bat isn't it? yeah oh it's brilliant stuff um <laughs> I haven't really got much else to say about this. No. I just enjoyed the whole thing. There was, just a, there was just a bit where Funk was covering Smiley and then like I think Ralph has just forgot to break up the pin. Yeah. <laughs> when he was meant to. 
I think they must have just told him like an hour before the match. Like I don't think he had any time to prepare for this. No, I, and don't. I don't think anyone told him what was going on at all, which makes it even better for me. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was it. Quality, quality, quality hardcore match. Um, so yeah, it gets to the ring and eventually uh, Terry Funk wins. Yeah, by uh, schoolboy. With, with a roll-up. Um, yeah. No less, which is not how I thought that would go, but I imagine that feud continued um, forever and it would have become one of the classics. Um, so what happens next is uh, David Arquette turns up um, and, and Mean so David Arquette, who's in the main event tonight and is the current WCW champion. Um, does Mean G want to talk about that? No. He just wants to know how much Courtney Cox is getting paid for friends. Yeah. <laughs> Big questions, are not it? Yeah. Still- and a million dollars per episode. 20 years ago? Christ, that's a, that's a lot. Um, yeah. Which I guess is why the David Arquette could afford to be in Ready to Rumble and make no money. What's presumably <laughs> nobody um, whatsoever for that. Uh, but he does say that he's scared about his role in the Triple Cage match. He didn't um, seem scared, though. I don't think he sold it well uh, enough. And he's got a costume, hasn't he? And like, you should think like this This would be the bit where David Arquette exceeds being, a, being an actor. Mm-hmm. Like, you, would, you would think he would like just look absolutely <laughs> petrified. But I th- Yeah, I thought it was quite a poor promo. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Bad question from Mean G in the beginning, which Ross would hate because he's not a Mean Gene fan. Um, and then <laughs> it's a, a bad answer, to be honest. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stop you there. Um, how can you not be a Mean Gene fan? Oh, don't get me started. I'm a big fan of, of Mean Gene, I think he's brilliant. I think I, I like the fact to get some of people's faces. Yeah, you think of WCW, Mean Gene's got to be up there. Yeah, old school WF. I'm, I'm a big fan, but Ross I mean, is really not a fan of Mean Gene. God rest his soul. He's better than Michael Cole, what he was doing mm-hmm. at this point. And his bloody frosted tips. Yes. The gravitas of Mean Gene. Possibly the, it's the best to ever do it. But yeah, no, I, I agree. We'll, we'll confront Ross. We won't tell him because he won't listen to this. So we'll confront him on next week's episode of like, what the fuck? We'll just have it all up in the show. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Um, so we just had a great match that was quite good. Uh, we're then moving into Sean the Perfect One Stasiak <sighs> against Kurt Hennig. I'm pretty sure that Stasiak came out to Kenny's music. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was what it was. Um, yeah, so he stole his music, stole his identity, and that was the whole feud, wasn't it? Yeah. So, not a very good match, I think. This is, no. the, it was, this is when I was like, this, this pay per view could go on a while. <laughs> so, all I wrote was yeah. Hennick gives some loud chops to Stasiak, and then Stasiak wins using the Hennick Plex. That's literally all I wrote. Yeah, I like what they were trying to do, but maybe Stasek is you, you know, if you're gonna take off Mr. Perfect, you've got to be you've got to be pretty talented. Yes. And no offense to Stasiak, I believe he, he had a run after this as a meet. And I think his highlight obviously was that time he got knocked out by Regal um, in about two seconds. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, so I gave this a quarter of a star. Quarter of a star. So again, Dave Meltzer being very generous compared to you, but also not generous at all. One star for Dave Meltzer. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about this one. Um, yeah. I think it's probably one we can skip over. I only went seven minutes, 54. Um, they're trying to get new stars over, which is, makes sense at this point. It's almost too little too late for WCW at this point. Yeah. Uh, trying to get all these new stars over at once because it's, it's difficult to do. Um, 
I guess, like, you know, now's a good time ever to ask, what did you think of the whole Millionaires Club versus the New Blood? I don't believe it should have been called the Millionaires Club. No, not when they were the, the, the baby faces. Seems a bit weird, yeah. doesn't it? To have like, um, yeah. yeah. Um, I like the concept of it. I really do like the concept of it. It wasn't very well executed. Yeah. I, um, I think it, it's weird that the New Blood, the guys who you're trying to get over and are going to be the future of the company all going well. We'll get into this. At the, at the, bad, the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I've got quite a bit to, to say about in regards to this when we get onto the Hogan match. Yeah, um, that would be a better time to talk about actually, because that is the kind of the, the zenith, isn't it, of the, yes. the Millionaires Club? Um, but yeah, so so Sean Stasiak wins there. Um, yeah, they're, they're trying to they're trying to get him over as a new Mister Perfect, but not a great, not a not a great, not a great mesh, really. I thought. Oh, no. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Scott Steiner's getting pumped up. He's in the new blood locker room, even though he's been around a long time at this point. I didn't understand this. Scott Steiner. I think the idea is that Scott Steiner just does what he wants. <laughs> which Who's going to argue with Scott Steiner? I, and to be fair, Scott Steiner yeah. is, the, is a great heel, not a great baby face. So yeah, maybe, and I, maybe he'd not been a... Maybe he'd not been world champion at this point, I think. Uh, so, 2000. Nah, he held it a lot happy. towards the end, didn't he, in the last year? Yeah, but... it was it was basically just flitting between him and Booker T for the last. Yeah, year. yeah, obviously it's on the last the last of a nitro. So, but yeah, so maybe he's one of the ones that fits in between. But I felt it was a bit weird. Um, yeah, he got here on a notes that he made his professional wrestling debut in 1986, and he's part of the, the New Blood in in May 2000. So, 14 years that, um, <laughs> and he's in the New Blood. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Vince Russell tells him to go to the ring. Um, he does. He's the defending US champion. Um, and he comes up against Hugh Morris, who is no longer Hugh Morris. I know. He is... I, I, scored this, I scored this promo. I give it a star rating because it was just fantastic. <laughs> what would you give a star rating of? Uh, um, three and a half. Well, let's say his name. Uh, Hugh G. Rection. Yeah. Or Captain Rection, for short. Yeah. Yeah, he... Um, which is apparently, according to this promo, is his real name. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, really? That's what he says. He says, My real name, uh, Hugh Erection. And I think Shivani just goes, That's not his real name at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says, He says, I never wanted to be called Hugh Morris. Um, yeah, this this was made by Eric Bischoff and it was a total brain fart. Yeah, and he's obviously so he's not in the new blood or the no. millionaires club, he's no, in the uh, the filthy animals. No, it's not. It's oh, not. It's mis- misfits in action. Misfits in action. Um, yeah. Because there's quite a few of them go to, go to the misfits, isn't they? There's, um, yeah. there's Chavo and Booker T. Yeah. And the misfits. Uh, and a couple of other people I can't really remember. Um, but the bit, they're the three main yeah. ones, aren't they? And it's quite funny because we we covered obviously the invasion um, a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. Hugh Morris had a match. Back as Hugh Morris. Yeah. We ho- all slated that match. Yeah. However. If we go into the match, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, so obviously, as um, I'm just going to steal this shirt from Matt Madden, uh, Captain Rection working stiff for a lot of the match. <laughs> uh, a lot of boner jokes. That's what I took from this. <laughs> yeah. Which you've got someone called Huge Erection, so I guess it, I guess it is. Uh, but yeah, what would you think of uh, Scott Steiner and uh, Captain Rection? Um, so, right. Scott Steiner getting angry with fans. I love this. I love this. He does it all the time. Yeah. Definitely. And um, you can't tell if he's being serious or not. That's why I like about it. Like, you just well, don't I'm know just, for sure. I, 
I'm just going to flash forward like 21 years, or probably 20 years um, to 2020. I sent you a video of um, Billy Gunn versus Scott Starner at an indie show. Yep. Um, <laughs> he throws the chair at the, the fans, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because at this point, I, I was watching that thinking he's lost the plot. But now I'm watching this like 20 years earlier, and I'm like, he, ne- he never had it. <laughs> the plot is yeah. nowhere to be seen. <laughs> um, and I put Whitlam's dad is the referee. Whitlam's, yeah, Steve Whitlam. Shout out to Steve Whitlam. There is a, gonna, <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Stanner wins from Camel Clutch. Um, then the misfits in action um, interfere and start attacking the security. Uh, and then Booker T attacks Steiner. Now, I do believe the original plan for this match was going to be Booker T versus Steiner. Oh, that would make a lot more sense. Um, but he got injured. Yeah. So he had to take they had to take him out, and do, um, he didn't get cleared. Hence, why he had such a, a, a small role within this 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 segment. She was yeah. there. Yeah, well, I didn't know that because I did find it weird because obviously we covered um, we covered Bash at the Beach two thousand last year, which obviously was a couple of months after this. Mm-hmm. And Booker T at that point has been thrust into the the world title picture. Um, yeah. So it, it felt really off at this point. Like this is what two months before, two three months beforehand. Yeah, it's just in a random mid card feud. It's like a, a bit part player, but yeah, if he was injured, that that makes sense. Yeah. Was he GI Bro at this point, or was he still Booker no. T? Um, still Booker T. Um, He's not lost he, a T yet. He becomes. So I start. I've started watching um, Great American Bash, which is the pay per view after this. Yeah, I'm about halfway through it, and by that point, he is GI Bro. Yeah. So yeah, because he lost. I remember watching that on TV as a kid, where he lost the T to Big T. Yeah, yeah I think it was Ahmed Johnson. Yes. And then he was just Booker for a bit, and then somehow he became GI Bro from that. I can't remember how that happened. Mm-hmm. But I remember the cute school could have been very confused. Um, what would you star in? Did you give the match, Aaron? Three. Three. Um, you and Meltzer almost on the same page. Meltzer, two and a quarter. So it's Meltzer's favorite match of the night so far. Oh. Um, I, like like yeah. I say, I thought it was a good match. I thought. In compa- like I say, in comparison to the match to watch with uh, Hugh Morris in the invasion, miles, yeah. miles better yeah. than... You think you could almost go somewhere, can you? And then you remember that yeah. his name is, is Hugh Direction, and you probably can't. <laughs> Based on that. It's the, what was it they say? The, uh, any ring name needs to pass the WrestleMania test. Can you see it on the main event of WrestleMania? I just can't see Hugh Direction ever, ever main event in WrestleMania, unfortunately. For, uh, old uh, Billy Mott said... Got yeah. fired, isn't he, as a coach? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Melter gave it um, yeah, two and a quarter stars, which is his favourite match of the night. Um, and then we move on to uh, Mike Awesome versus Canyon. I've not missed any promos in between, have I? Don't think so. Chris Champagne Canyon, my ad. Yes, Chris Champagne Canyon. And he is kind of, he should be in a new blood. But he's mates with DDP, so he's an enemy of the, the New Blood. Yes. DDP is in the Millionaires Club. Um, he's talking to Mean Gene about his friendship. Um, and obviously, later on, they would go on to feud and he would basically steal DDP's identity. Um, but at this point, he's still a, still a baby face. And he's going up against Mike Awesome, who I don't think is the fat chick filler just yet. I think no. uh, he's just jumped from, WC, from ECW, sorry, to try and take it pretty seriously at this point. He looks like he could go all the way at this point, Mike Awesome. He looks like he could be a big star in the future. Yeah, if I think if, if this was WWF and he had been brought to WWF, it had gone straight to the top because he's got the look, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He tagged, did he tag with uh, Hugh Morris in the um, version? 
Was that was that material? No, Landstorm, no. wasn't it? Landstorm. Yeah, Land- Landstorm. Yeah. Um, um, so I've all I've written. I didn't write much about this match either. I just put best part of the match was when Kevin Nash interrupts. And then the yeah. new, then it's the the new blood versus um, the Millionaires Club. Yeah. Um, just like a, a ring invasion, isn't it? And Sting and Flair just clear house. Yeah, yeah. Just it's, it's it feels like it's building up to like a multi man tag, doesn't it? Like it's almost like it should be like the prelude to like a war games match, which I don't think we ever get. No, we don't. Between the millionaires club and Sadly. the um, I mean and the, the, that's yeah. the answer to everything, isn't it? War games. War games, yeah. We did get War Games two thousand, which occurred in the archives, but I, I can't remember what was that. I I, I can't I watched the match, still can't work out what happened in that match, but it definitely wasn't um, in all the war games match, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, obviously yeah, everyone runs in the new blood um, and the millionaires got well, Flair and Sting basically, mm-hmm. um, and just the match just kind of peters out. Um, it's, not, it's not great. Um, I no. gave this one star. One star. So again, Meltzer really loves it. This is now his new favorite match of the night. Three and a quarter stars. Oh, he dear. normally he normally hates non finishes as well, which would imply that if this finished cleanly. It would have been That's like a five star, star. Or something. Yeah, five like, star classic. Yeah, um, really, really strange. Uh, ending to that one, it just kind of ends. Uh, there's a few ECW chances we go along. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, the best part was was the the running, should we say, and sticking flare clearing house. Yeah, which, getting everyone which, getting out there, wasn't it? Like, which was the, it, just, it put the millionaires club like steps above the new blood. Yeah, again, I don't know where they're going with this, like. Well, obviously, I know how to go over it now. It didn't really work, but just, <laughs> yeah, the 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 new blood of the Charlie, the guys they want to replay, want to get over, are all the bad guys, and they're being beaten by the old men. Like, yeah, there's surely there's better ways to kind of introduce a new generation, maybe. But, um, but yeah, so that's that's what happens there. It's a kind of a brawl. Um, we go backstage. Um, it's a video package about Vince Russo and Lex Luger. Um, Russo yeah. claimed that he owns Elizabeth, Miss Elizabeth, who's obviously. I think I'm married to Lex Luger. I said unfortunately, it is unfortunate. Married to Lex Luger in real life. Um, obviously, we know how that tragic tale ends. Um, we got to the Nuba's locker room and Russo insisted to Liz that you can't, uh, to go change your dress because he owns her and doesn't like what she was wearing. Um, yes. Didn't even refer to it as like a tablecloth. Yeah, not aged, not aged well. Um, this uh, Obviously, this is leading to the tall package. Uh, Lex Luger against Buff Bagwell. Um, yes. Yeah, Buff Bagwell. Um, he was another one who should have gone somewhere. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, I wrote here. Luger's entrance is like a Mister America competition. I'm yeah. sure Bobson would be very proud. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he'd love it. Um, no, enough, not enough oil for Bobson. Yeah, probably not. Um, yeah, it goes Will- on for a while, doesn't it? It's really. Yeah, Willem's dad's back as well. Uh, yeah, Willem's dad is the referee. Oh, Steve. Um. Um. Did. did- did you notice they just had like a big flex off before the match started? It was just like, what was that about? What? Yeah, I guess like he's buffed the stuff, isn't he? But I thought Buff came across with a lot of charisma. And Luger just looked old as fuck in this match. I, yeah, I just felt like this is like a grudge match. Like, yeah. Luger's had his girlfriend or his wife kidnaps, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think he just yeah. wanted to get out there and just beat the shit out of. Yeah. Buff Bagwell, and he doesn't stands there for flexing his muscles. Yeah, what is that about? There's Didn't... no stories. He's kind of like Luger's been like he's been his shtick the entire time. Like I've watched WrestleMania Nine where he's doing the same thing, which is what, what seven years earlier before this. Yeah, just 
Yeah, and I just think like Luger looks really old. <laughs> in this yeah, like, he does. I know obviously there was issues outside the ring at this point. We probably won't get too much into, into too much detail, but God, he was he was fucked up. Basically, <laughs> at this point, is what I'm saying. He was fucked up. Uh, yeah, what do you think of the match overall? Um, not great. I just put quite a good match. Um, one star again. You Melter, bang on. Also one star. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't really think there was too much. I, I literally couldn't get past Luca looking as old as he did. Um, <laughs> that was kind of the end of him. We've seen never made it across back up to the WWF. Still, still got on a go now, isn't he? But he looks very. Um, he's very skinny. He's very very small. skinny now. Very small old man now. Um, um, he's making yeah. an appearance, I believe. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what show it's at, um, but I follow follow the Godfather on on Instagram. Actually. Yeah, cross. Um, and cross. He, he, he's make he's. Um, Make an appearance. He posted the put um, posted a picture of the poster, and Lex Luger is also making an appearance. Yeah, well, obviously, I'm, I highly doubt it's going to be an in ring role. Um, yeah, no, I would hope, I would hope not, but you never know. Now, if we see Luger Flair uh, by the end of this year, is anyone going to be surprised? Wrestling is crazy uh, in 2021. Everyone's popping up everywhere. <laughs> I mean, how many matches will it take Ric Flair to um, bleed? Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd, I'm surprised he's uh, Triple H the other night, actually. He loves it, doesn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. He's mad for it. He loves it good. I think like the bloodiest match feasible like today would be uh, Flair versus Cody because they both they both love to yeah. have a good bleed <laughs> in a match. Yeah. Like, that would I mean, be a like, bloodbath. But... Just thinking of like the bloodiest matches in history, you've probably got Ric Flair, Vince McMahon. Yeah. Um, Eddie, JBL. Eddie, JBL, yeah. That was a horrendous um, one because um, Eddie... Bladed himself too much, didn't he? Yeah, nearly, nearly, nearly yeah, passed out. That was really bad. I don't know. Bueller versus uh, Bill Alfonso at ECW as well. One of the bloodiest yeah. of all times, randomly. There's a few Hogan matches that could um, yeah. into that as well. I tell you what, as well. Um, speaking of AEW, um, Cody versus Dustin at the first. The yes, one thing. Dustin absolutely coming. Really I mean, I know he had red face paint anyway, but I'm pretty sure it, he, like, he, he was only on half his face at the start of the match. Yeah. <laughs> By the end, it was the it was the full one. Wow, that was that was a lot. Of I really enjoyed that match. Just just um, digressing. I, yeah, probably one of my favorite matches from last year. No, I did. I really, I really thought it was. Yeah, 2019, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah, I, where's right. the year? I mean, the year's just flown by. I keep, there, was a hot I keep thinking things that happened in 2019 happened in 2020. Yeah, 2020 was just uh, just a write off. Just a didn't, didn't happen. Yeah. Didn't happen. We were in the you know wrestling or not, we were just in the we were all in the Thunderdome that year. <laughs> Metaphorical. Uh, Thunderdome. Um, but yeah, how does that count? Well, this one ends. Uh, Lugo wins with a torture and that's a lot. Um, beats both back well. Um, and then Chuck Palumbo comes down, I think he's making his debut. Um, and he's dressed as Lex Luger and mm. he puts him in a to- torture wreck. Yeah, um, Chuck Palumbo in WCW. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's less said. Oh, yeah, so yeah, Sean Stasiak's doing it and now Triple Unverse and everyone's just stealing gimmicks. That's what's happening. Yeah. Uh it's not we, a good way. It's not a good way to put over new talent. It's not, because you just you just you just you're stuck with that, aren't you know. I can't think of a fake one that's like ever worked really, other than Ric Flair himself, who took on the nature where didn't he from Buddy Rogers, but yeah. I just you maybe, know. maybe apart from um Charlie Hoss when we went to watch oh, the that, was, that was great. Yeah, those that's... gimmick ones are great. When um Paul Kogan. I think Sandow was doing it for quite a bit as well, wasn't he? Yeah, and the different big people show. as well. Yeah. Oh the big shows was great. Shokuchi. Yeah. Um, 
and of course in the wrestling and wrestling federation uh vincent man um, uh, yeah. doing the same Mishy. thing possibly um, uh vince Nakamura. that's Vin, my favorite one and the big v yeah vince Nakamura has really took off recently it's my favorite one to play with because it's got it's got nakamura's moveset um <laughs> Where are we going with this? Um, so we go backstage and Shane Douglas is there. Oh, Jesus. Um, he hates Ric Flair in real life, which is kind of, I think, I think well known at this point, all the way through the, from back when they were off the WF, I think. Yeah. The um, long-standing grudge, and it's going to happen. Um, he has an interview with Mean Gene where he just says how much he hates um, Flair, and he's, he's going to he's going to franchise his ass, which is a thing. Um, yeah. I just wrote, yeah, Shane Douglas, fuck off, you monitor. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say it. Well, of course, I believe he wanted to fuck off, didn't he? But WDF wasn't interested in him. He was trying to. He he was wanting to be part of the radicals, didn't he? I did not know that. Yeah, he he was in that backstage clique in, in WCW all left at the same time, or tried to leave, and um, for whatever reason, I think because he'd worked there before and it hadn't gone well. Right. They they weren't interested. He was Dean Douglas, um, first time around in WDF before his ECW run. But yeah, they they weren't interested, so. He had no choice but to stay when the rest of the radicals left. Um, so he's going up against Ric Flair, and I've said that um, you know we, we, we talked a lot about Ric Flair in this show and how maybe he looks too old and shouldn't be wrestling, and maybe he's at the end of his career or should right. be. I've written a little bit about what's this. Going, what's actually. going on here? Yeah, so I've written that he's he's, he's wrestling in a t-shirt in this in this period. Yeah, right. But in in three or four years' time, he's back in the WWE. Yeah. And he's back in just pants. He's back in his pants, isn't he? But yeah, because even at this point, he's just wearing street clothes, basically. Do you, th- do you think it's like it was a Vince decision? Oh yeah, get back in your pants, mate. People love it. Look, people want to see you sign your body. Possibly, yeah. I think I've heard on um, I can't remember if it was on Eric Bischoff's or Bruce Pritchard's podcast, but one of them that he didn't feel comfortable. He just didn't like his body this time. So it's his decision. Because even on like the final Nitro, he wears his old school pants again. But yeah. He's wearing a nitro t-shirt, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, he's wearing shoes in this match. Yeah, like he's just wearing street shoes. clothes. It's really odd, isn't it? Like you would think that he would there would be a better way for him to wear some wrestling gear. Yeah. You know, like I don't, I know that this Regal's not a good example because Regal looks awful when Regal used to wear that vest. Um <laughs> just like a throwing really swimming costume in it. <laughs> but you would think there'd be a better way of I think like gear. so Rick Flair goes across the WWE and then Vince is like, Oh yeah. Mate, you need to get back in them pants. You want to see those saggy tits? <laughs> yeah. But then, fast forward 16 years, roughly, and Vince is telling Baron Corbin to put a T-shirt on or a shirt on. he doesn't like his belly button. Keith Lee as well, he's another one. There's a lot of people that wear rest of the shirts these days. Kevin Owens, he's always one, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people are resting T-shirts these days. Strange, but... Yeah, Vince's mind fluctuates all the time, isn't it? I think always kind of changes. When obviously that was one of those times, but I think like Ric Flair is like I think if like his old his match with Shawn Michaels just wouldn't have been the same if he was wearing a t-shirt and jeans like he is here. Like, yeah, this very much felt like an impromptu match. Like I don't know if this was the norm for Flair in this era, but it it felt it didn't feel like a proper match because of what he was wearing. Yeah, it just felt, it just felt like a random old block off the street, unfortunately, which is not what you want Ric Flair right. to feel like. Yeah, for me, it didn't go on long enough before the um, the interruption. Yeah. Um, obviously, s- s- fake Sting comes out, and everyone's like, oh, my God, it- it's Russo. Um, starts wailing on Flair. 
um, only to be unmasked as David Flair. David Flair, Sting. yeah. I, I thought it was going to be that gimmick, you know, where the, the, the famous gif of uh, Sting where he takes his mask off and it's just Sting yeah. <laughs> underneath it. I was like, was this this year? But no, it's it's Ric Flair's son, uh, David Flair, the illustrious David Flair, who uh, is attacking his own dad. And they had a, yeah. a, few, a bit of a feud, didn't they? They, uh, they did. I had a hair recall, hair match at the end, I believe. Yeah, I watched a, a couple of matches years ago, and I can't, I can't, I can't really remember what pay-per-view they were on. Um, but yeah, they have a big feud. Um, so yeah, so Flair and David Flair, should I say, and Russo start leaving, don't they? Um, and yeah. then Flair says... No, you won't. Oh, no. Am I getting mixed up here? So Luger comes out. Um, does Luger come out? I can't remember what happened there. No, Nash interrupts this. But Flair basically says, he says to Russo, don't you, you won't be five minutes. That's you know, it. You won't yeah. be five minutes in the ring. But then David Flair and Russo both get back in the ring and start beating, beating on Flair. Then Nash comes down to save it here. Yeah. Now Luger comes out and also... He batters up. He he beats up Buff Bagwell and throws Sting and Russo into the ring. That's it. Or Sting Sting Russo, who's not Sting Russo. It's actually David Flair. So yeah, Lex Luger's there, even though he just got beat up by Triple Umber. Yeah, which pretend that didn't happen. And then Daphne interrupts and low blows Nash. Yeah. Um, so as it says here, sixteen-time world champion, a seven-foot-tall monster, overpowered by a scrawny writer from New York, a small woman, and David Flair. <laughs> That's the the retro for wrestling.com. Uh, what was star rating? What would you give to uh, Shane Douglas and Ric Flair? Uh, I didn't actually write it for star rating for that. I think it's the only one that I haven't. Um, going off what I'm recalling now, I'm probably going to give it a half star. Half a star. Dave Meltzer, he's, I don't know what Dave Meltzer's doing today, but he's on three stars for this match. He's all over the place. It's all Dave. Oh. It's all over the place. Uh, yeah, I guess that was the big match. That was the highlight of Shane Douglas' career. Like, he'd hated Ric Flair for that long and all built up to that. And uh, he, he got the win. Yeah. Uh, so, so well done, Shane Douglas. And then there was multiple shenanigans after the match. Um, so- oh. Who the fuck's this? It wasn't my fault. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Just get out. I don't know. I don't know. Can we, can we ban him? I told you it wasn't my fault. <sighs> I'm like Snitsky. We're also fired. So then we got another video package, uh, which is uh, the, the feud between Sting and Vampiro, which of course is leading to one of Terry Peter's favorite matches of all time the graveyard match. The graveyard match had already happened because there was, it was in the promo. Oh, was gosh. It? Yeah. Which one am I thinking of? Yeah, I must have got it mixed up. I'm just gonna just gonna say though. No, I'm thinking I, of the kiss. I'm thinking of the kiss demon. Get get off me! That's that's, that's kiss demon. Yeah, that's that's a whole new episode in itself. Sting v Vampiro feud was one of my favorites from WCW. Yeah, I think I remember it so because good. they were so similar looking. Yeah. <laughs> well, they both had face paint, which as a kid was enough for me to say they were similar looking. Well, there was, there was on the same side at one point, wasn't he? And yeah. Sting was kind of like the mentor, a bit like what he used to do with Darby Allen now. Yeah. Um, Again, he just loves lads in face paint. There's a uh, old Sting. The old Stinger. I think it's one of, one of my favourite matches of the night. Yeah, it was. I can't remember a lot that happened from it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, they both get a, they got, they both get a lead pipe, pipe out, so it's a naughty Q match, obviously. Yeah. Well, Vampiro tries to interrupt Sting's entrance. 
Yep. She and can, then she Sting just thing. takes him out with the baseball bat as he runs up the ramp. Yep. So, because uh, they did mention a few times, didn't they, that they were kind of relaxing the rules in the new WCW. It was kind of a thing, wasn't it? Like it wasn't just kind of. My report here from Metro Pro Wrestling says it's an issue, but I think they did. They did mention that before and that they were going to do. I, I disagree with that. I don't think it's yeah. an issue. I mean, just just um, going to wrestle around a week away as wrestling, and um, we don't have any rules. I yeah, think that's it. False cut anywhere, every match. Like I don't. When WWE do extreme rules, and I normally copy. What rest around rules is just a normal pay per view, isn't it? So I have to figure yeah. out it then. <laughs> Maybe that's the one night, the one night of the year we have rules. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yes, but, Sting, Sting wins this match after a Stinger splash and then a Scorpion Death drop. Yep. Um, it doesn't go too long, I don't think. Let's have a no. look. It goes six minutes 49, so it's actually uh, at this I point, it's the shortest net match of the night. I felt it was just right though for this match. Yeah, it doesn't. It Not didn't need long. to be. It didn't need to be too long. Um, I think that's why so. I've given it three and a half. Um, I think it's well deserved. Melter only gives it two and a half. Oh, I disagree. With but you me. know, Melter's like it needs to go like a certain length, I believe, um, yeah. for it to go some for it to go somewhere. But this, 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 it didn't end the rivalry. It was just kind of in the middle, wasn't it? Yeah, but I believe it carried on after this. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure by the time Bash of the Beach comes round. Another face painted wrestler in the Kiss Demon is also in the mix. Um, I'm pretty certain that the Kiss Demon pops up at some point if he's not done so already. Um, or is it just a demon at that point because they lost the rights with Kiss? Either way, the demon. Yeah, it was just a <laughs> also, demon. Also ends up there. Uh, but yeah, Sting wins it in six minutes 49. Um, and then we go backstage to the t- voice of TNA, uh, Mike Tanay. Um, who's the interviewer role, which again, you've got Mike Madden on commentary. You've got Mike, Mike Tanay backstage. Make it make sense, Vince Russo. I was thinking um, all the way, well, all the way through, I'd take Madden out and put Tanay in. Yeah, we had a cruiserweight match with no Mike Tanay. What the hell? That's not, WC, that's not the WCW I know. Cruiserweight <laughs> expert, Mike yeah. yeah, I don't think Mike Tanay is a very good player by player, but I think he's a good summarizer sometimes. Yeah. Um, I suppose you've got Shivani in there. That's the... Um, yeah. But yeah, we had him before, haven't we? Like Mike Tanay, but he's backstage, he's interviewing DDP um, um, and David Arquette, but he basically just holds the microphone while DDP tells David Arquette to stay out of the way. Basically, um, do what we tell you to do and everything would work out. Um, you know, these are the baby faces here. It's going to a triple threat and they're planning on teaming up. A bit, a bit heelish <laughs> for me. Um, and then we go to another interview with Kidman, um, who's with Tori Wilson, Eric Bischoff and Kimberly Page. Uh, former wife of DDP. Um, Kidman cuts the promo and claims that Bishop as a special referee. There's no way he could lose to Hogan tonight. He's won three, is, four times prize. Yeah, he's beaten like three or four times already, hasn't he? Which is, yeah. you know, as you say, Hogan never does jobs. Um, there you go. He's done several to Kidman. Um, and in between those two promos, we've got Kevin Nash wandering backstage. He's looking for Vince Russo. Um, and then, yeah, we, let's move on to, to Billy Kidman versus Hogan, and I guess with special guest referee Eric Bischoff. Yeah. And I guess this is really you're kind of we, we kind of touched on the new blood and the millionaire's club earlier. Yeah, I think this is where we're going to get into it. This more, is where so. we're going to get into it a bit more, aren't we? And it's uh, just a strange old storyline. <laughs> so Hogan, Hogan obviously comes down in his um, fuck you new blood um, jacket. Yeah. Um, which I was quite strange seeing him in. Yeah, because yeah, I'd seen some screenshots of this, like just like this old balding guy in FUMB, and I assumed it was Horace. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bischoff yeah. ejects Horace straight away. 
Yeah. So watched him aside. Like yeah. Get out. That's um, where, like, really, Randy should have come in to uh, to take <laughs> all the Hogans there. <laughs> but um, I wrote here, Kidman is a terrible heel. I think we spoke about this uh, in, on mm-hmm. the invasion as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some people who are just meant to be baby faces. Yeah, Kidman is by far one of by far one of them, and I think that's again why the whole to me, the New Blood Millionaires Club didn't make a lot of sense because these new exciting wrestlers like Kidman, you want to cheer him, don't you? Like I don't. Yeah, I always find it it's so difficult for like heels to have interesting move sets. Like I think AJ Styles always suffers with this now. Like he's got such a good move set. Seth Rollins is another one. They've got such an interesting move set. The you just kind of pop for the the, the big moves that they're making, yeah. um. So it's it's very you know against like Hogan who's just going to be as good as like drop and is hulking I, up and that. But yeah, mixed it up yeah. a little bit in this match though. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a new Hogan, isn't it? I always forget this era of Hogan happens. <laughs> like yeah, you just so, you always think that you just NWO Hogan from like '96 up until like 2002. But yeah, so there's a few occasions where Bischoff refuses to count. Yep. Um, and then Hogan just decides to get a load of tables out. <laughs> yeah, he's hardcore Hogan. Awesome. So yeah, Hogan's really trying to reinvent himself here, isn't he? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Not, he's he's absolutely. It almost reminds me of a time not to be cruel, but the time where he was kind of getting booed before he started wearing black before the end of the world. That time where the greatest travesty of all time happened, he got his mustache shaved off, and he was trying to be like an edgy Hogan. I think we're going for this again now, like. Almost a bit stone cold esque at times. Hogan, um, he's got his yeah. black vest on. He's getting the, he's getting the tables out, getting a lot of tables out. He looks like he's setting up for like a large banquet. Um, yeah, we breaks one of one out. of them. One of the tables is broken before he even sets it up. Yeah, oh, Hogan. Oh, so he just Hogan. he just lays it against the ropes. Yeah. Um, and then wrote, Hogan loves being busted open. Yeah, he's another one who loves it in this era, getting busted open. Um, Bischoff gets power bombed through the table. Yep, so he's not Bishop Fruit, other than he puts him through a table. Um, I'm not sure who it was on the. It was either Madden or Hudson. Kept referring throughout the match um, about Hogan, and they kept calling him Terry Belayer. Yeah. Do you think they were just trying to like. Yeah, do you think they were just trying to like add a bit of realism into it? Because Russo was very much against like. For some reason, which I don't think it works to this point, because Russo always wanted to peek behind the curtain, didn't they? Like. There was always like a lot of like um behind the scenes references and stuff. Like do you think this is just like Russo trying out a bit more realism to it? Like, oh yeah, it's just Terry. It's like, you know, who the fuck's called Terry? No idea. Yeah, fucking Terry. Um maybe. I don't think it works. Yeah, no, I don't think it works. It's, it's, it's Hogan, and he's just it's just gonna be Hogan. Like, even if you're kind yeah. of going back to like more realistic roots. He's Hulk Hogan. He's Hulk Hogan yeah. inside and outside the ring now. Terry Belay has been and gone. Like, you know, I've been yeah. in there. Yeah, he's, I mean, um, he's, he's, he's Hogan, isn't he? I mean, I know we've talk, spoken a little bit about Hogan reinventing himself. Have you seen any of his um, matches in Japan? I've never seen them. Now. I've heard like the completely different idea, and he was like a big star in New Japan. Like, very technical. Yeah. Issue uh, in comparison. Like, obviously, we're just used to big boo leg drop. Yeah. But he's busting out some technical moves out in Japan. Yeah, I think he's always said he can wrestle. It just it just never needed to. <laughs> like, It's true, though, isn't the it? The moves were enough. Because like, on the, the Ric Flair documentary that I told you about, I watched on 30 for 30, he says, like, Ric Flair's the greatest of all time. I just went into the few punches and leg drop, called it a night. 
Yeah. They I play mean, like worked. Like, do you think that Hogan would have had the longevity if it had carried on with the technical moves? And I mean in, in regards to health, not in I don't know because I think what's fucked on the most is his leg drop, isn't it? So if he hadn't done like different because he's, he's, that's what busted his hips, wasn't it? Because he'd just done that yeah. so many times. So maybe it would, like... Yeah, because if you think, like, when The Undertaker started, he just did like, the same moves. And it kind of gave him, like, a he had a longer career because of that. But by the end yeah. of his career, he was having normal wrestling matches. Like, he wasn't a dead man in his gimmick anymore. Yeah. So maybe Hogan should have evolved a bit more, but before this, really. Mm-hmm. Like, the time to do it probably would have been when he joined the NWO. I would have, because he carried on doing his Hulk shtick, didn't he? Even though he was in the NWO and he's a bad guy. I think at that point you change everything. Like he should have changed his like, like he should have changed his like finish it to like a submission move or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of occasions, isn't there, where he's in the NWO and he he hulks up. Yeah, and I think he would. I don't know if it was it was intentional or if he was just forgetting that he's an hour heel. Yeah, I think he just he just got so used to seeing after Sam Hampshire that he just couldn't do anything else at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, but now and now he's trying now. At this point, it's like he's teaching all dog new tricks. I think isn't there really? Um, yeah. well, he was not around on the world. Yeah, it was it was a good it was a good match, and it was a kind of an interesting feud, really. And it was obviously Hogan wins. You see, like one, the big but, guy versus the the, yeah. the small guy. Um, yeah. Obviously. Hogan wins this match after Horace comes back out and uses Bischoff's hands to um, see. I I really liked that because normally yeah. in these ones, like you can kind of tell when it's like the the odds are stacked in the the heels' favor that the babyface is going to win somehow. But normally, it's the ref gets knocked out, just a new referee turns up. Yeah, I like the fact that they actually just kind of use Bischoff's hand yeah. <laughs> against him to call a to call a match. Like, yeah, I thought it was a really inventive finish actually compared to. Um, what we normally see, like mm-hmm. um, in those types of matches, so yes. So, I mean, in regards to like the Millionaires Club, this is where it doesn't work, yeah. Because, yeah, Hogan's, Hogan is he's a face here and he's probably one of the best faces of all time. Um, yeah. but Kidman is not a heel and it doesn't work for the new blood, yeah. No, that's it, isn't it? As well, and again, like, again, if WCW was to stay in business. In five years' time, who are you going to have on your roster? Kidman, not Hogan. So, yeah. you know, you need to get the crowd invested in, in Kidman, surely. I can understand but, yeah. why they've done it. Obviously, Kidman's won three, four times in a row. Yeah. Um, so they wanted to obviously put Hogan back over. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that part's fine. I think why we've done that is just kind of done the complete opposite and had Hogan be a heel. Kidman the yeah. face. And all the way through the, the Millionaires yeah. Club as well. Yeah. Just, just do some... that, like the vanquish the old guys who have took this company down. Like, yeah, the guys who have ruined this company and brought it to what, what, it, what yeah, it is. There now. you go. And that's if Russo wants to do a wake shoe, he's got one right there, hasn't he? Yeah. The politics has kind of messed them about and, and ruined the company. But, um, but yeah, so it was like, what time is we? How long do we go for this match? Uh, a bit longer, 13 minutes 31. So this is the longest match on the card. Um, um, I give three and a half stars for this. Three and a half stars. More generous than Meltzer gives it two and a half, but obviously he infamously does not like Hogan. <laughs> so two and a half from Meltzer at this point is probably about three and a half. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just interesting. Like, um, yeah. we'll see. Meltzer don't like Hogan. be interesting to see you to go back and do some like NWO era Hogan, where we had some classic matches. Yeah. 
and see compare. Yeah, it's just one of those things like, yeah, Hogan's never had to be a worker, has he? And I think he's trying in this match. You think like it's a bit different, he, but you're not going to get a five star classic out of Hogan. He doesn't need to do one, it's Hulk Hogan. No, I don't. Yeah, but I, you think of the, the big three for me feuds into a CW for Hogan in whilst he was in the NWO yeah. Sting, yeah, Piper, and Warrior, yeah, and yeah. I, especially within the within the Sting and Warrior feuds, he played the coward, mm-hmm. the coward heel, and I I thought he did that really well. Yeah, he did. I mean, I will say that on saying that this, the Hogan Warrior match is one of the worst of all time. It is. Anything that can go wrong, we'll go. On. But yeah, I thought he had such he had such good range, but at this point, he just feels a bit lost, Hogan. It just it doesn't know what he is. Like he's he's kind of trying to be the cool end of the Hogan. He didn't want to be here at this point, did he? No, I don't think so. And I think you can tell. And he wasn't here much longer, was he? No, um, it seemed like a very can, unhappy place to work. You can see it when he's coming down to the ring. Obviously, he's in his face. He's in he's a face. He yeah. doesn't really do much of the Hogan stuff. No, because he's not a badass, is he? That's never been Hulk Hogan, like. No. He's been the superhero type and he's been the coward heel, as you say. Yeah. But you can't have... I just think he looks... He just looks ridiculous in what he's wearing. Like, his bandana's off straight away. He looks like an old man. He's still wearing his Hulkamania belt as well. Yeah, he just he's all over the place at the moment. He takes Hogan, it off like. to whip um, Kidman, though, doesn't he? Yeah, I think we've just got to pretend this era of Hogan just didn't happen. <laughs> really, for the most part. <laughs> just, like, he just went straight to NWO Hogan, straight into his final run, straight into Mr. America. Um, Maybe he'll make a comeback. Maybe nothing else, nothing else. Happens. If Ric Flair can't come back, maybe Hogan can. Ah, oh, no, don't say that. Um, hopefully not. 15 years has gone now since he's had his last WWE match. But I have had him say that he doesn't like the fact that his last match is in TNA. Which, AEW inbound. No, he's banned him, hasn't he? Tony Khan. Tony Khan banned Hulk Hogan right at the beginning. Didn't see that. For being a racist. Yeah. So I think Hogan is just destined to just be guest host on Saudi Arabian shows going forward because obviously he got booed in his hometown at WrestleMania this year. So uh, there's no hope from now. I think we'll just... He'll be on the Saudi Arabian show 21st of October this year, for sure. I assume it's Crown Jewel. Yeah, yeah he'll be um, the host or something. Yeah, he'll do some of our cats like he did last time against... I don't know. Cap- he'll come out as Mr. America. Yeah. Imagine in Saudi Arabia. Would that go down well? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, they're having feet, women's matches this year at Saudi Arabia. That's true. They're having the, the Queen of the Ring final, aren't they? The first ever yes. Queen of the Ring final in Saudi so, Arabia. It'll be interesting to see how that goes down. Yeah. It didn't go down well last time, did it? No, and I think the Saudi Prince banned it, didn't they? So. I'll tell you what, those Saudi Arabia shows, just, just to go off a tangent before we get to the main event, they're always a bit... Ah, if you take out... like you, I mean, you really, really need to try hard to take out the, 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 the gross human rights abuses from the Saudi government. But if you do take out those, there's match does. They're mental, those shows. Like they're absolutely just the batshit mental. Yeah. Um, I know what's great about them is they're a good time for us. They, they kick off at five o'clock. Uh, <laughs> like we could watch them live. But God, those shows are weird. They're, they're, they're not great. I think in some ways they are, but in some ways I could. They're, they're, they're not. If they're in America, they're terrible shows. But I just think there's something about them being in like a foreign country. Just, if they were in like a random country that's like not kind of you know committing gross human rights, I said they were like in Ghana. I don't know, <laughs> like random yeah, country. I mean, do... They'd be great. They'd be great fun, I think. But the crowd just don't seem to get behind it, do they? No, because they're all just sad royal family, aren't they? And they don't really watch the show, <laughs> which is. I mean, imagine if they didn't just do like the, the Saudi shows over in the UK. 
Yeah, there was that rumor that time, wasn't it? The crown jewel was going to yeah. go to the UK, and it would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. You think like the, yeah. the crowd would? The crowd have been wild. I mean, well, we'd be every, there. Every, yeah. every show that we've been, we've been to, or I've been to, you've been to. Yeah. You always get, you always get good, good feedback from the crowd. Good, a good UK crowd, and I think yeah, we've like other countries like Japan have had big WWE network shows. Australia have yeah. like where's ours? I don't even want a SummerSlam anymore. I would ha- quite happily have. Super showdown at Wembley Stadium. Bring back insurrection. Stadium. Insurrection, yes, or rebellion. Or, yeah. or one night only. Get David Boy Smith Jr.'s back in the company now, isn't he? Yeah. Get him fighting Natalia and have an old school, you know, repeat of the half <laughs> foundation matches. Um, but yeah, um, speaking of stuff I hope doesn't come back, uh, Jeff Jarrett now. Um, we got to the video package, which brings up to speed and how David Arquette has become the World Heavyweight Champion. He tries to relinquish the title. Uh, Russo and Jarrett aren't having it. He's in the match. <laughs> and Courtney Cox makes a, an, a, a very, very quick appearance in the promo. And yeah, she shout, that, that must she have... shouts, Just shouts at Arquette, you're not a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, she gets paid a million pounds, you know, for that. Well, no, not for this, I'm sure. Um yeah, Jeff Jarrett comes out. He's the chosen one. Uh, slap nuts. That's his. That's his promo with Eugene yeah. backstage, and we'll go to it. The triple cage match. What do you think of the triple cage? First bring of the it, bat. I bloody love it. Back. Bring yeah. it back. I'm obsessed love with it. it. Like it's so ridiculous and over the top. Yeah, but it's great. Um, so we've got ladders in the in the um, in the bottom floor, right? And then we've got a hardcore cage, guitar, room. and then a guitar cage at the top yeah. guitar room. Um, which I guess Jeff Jarrett's in the match, so that makes sense. I think by the time the Triple Cage came, comes back in the autumn, the guitars are gone, uh, but everything else remains the same. Um, and basically, it's like a ladder match and a cage match all in one. Um, yeah. You've got to climb to the top of the pyramid. And yeah, you've got to, you've got to retrieve the belt to win the match. Um, so I wrote down um, restaurant, uh, Wrestling Federation personality Michael Buffer. Yeah, he's there always. He must like he got used to get into like prestigious matches. Do, do you think like as a non wrestling fan, he just looks and goes, "What the fuck is happening here?" Like one minute he's like, you know, a few years ago he's introducing Sting and Hulk Hogan like the biggest wrestling match on the planet at that point. Like, yeah. what is this? Two and a half well, years he, there, he's introduced to David Arquette in the main event. Like, something's got wrong here. Yeah, it was Hulk Hogan's personal ring announcer, wasn't he? Yeah, for quite a while. Um, yeah, he must. But, but I, I think as Ross says, because Ross is a boxing fan, he says, you pay Michael Buffer, he will turn up and ring an answer anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> if you give him the right amount of money. I was watching Hell's Kitchen the other day, and his, um, his half-brother or step-brother. Oh, Bruce. Yeah he, yeah, he makes an appearance, and I was sat watching it thinking, yeah, it's not Michael. Yeah, that's the uh, the, the Buffer family have got a lock on uh, ring an answer, haven't they? Yeah. Michael Buffer's still doing the boxing in the main events, and they uh, Bruce Buff has obviously been doing the UFC since like the first show, I think. Maybe I'm just biased because I grew up with WCW and I grew up with Michael Buffer, but his it's, ringing out some voice is just better. Oh, it's just, it, it adds such gravitas to it. Like, even though this is like David Arquette in a frankly ridiculous match, it sounds like a proper one. Like, they only used it in there because he was on HBO and other Turner Channel anyway, so they're like, well, we're yeah. paying this guy. <laughs> why, um, not, why not use it for this? I mean, it's not the most ridiculous thing because Arquette comes out in what I've written. Charity Shop Elvis. Oh, it's really what a strange gimmick this is. It's it's like Jeff Jarrett's old one, isn't it? But like, he's got a cape and... I've yeah. never seen Ready to Rumble. Is this what he wears in that? 
Um, I don't recall it being so. I started watching it again the other day, um, just to try and get a bit more background behind the whole, the whole yeah. thing. Um, I that's where the triple cage comes from, right? It is. Yeah, or the, the Tower of Doom. Um, but then, like in the film, DDP is the heel. Is DDP in the film? I've never seen Ready to Rumble. I need to see Ready to Rumble, don't I? I think we might need to do a, a, a special show on this. Um, yeah, we need to do a, a... We've never done a wrestling movie before. There's, there's loads of people in it. Um, started watching it the other day. DDP's in it. Um, what else is in it? I guess it's every... Jeff, is, Jay, is Jeff Jarrett in it? I'm going to guess so because it's it's a WCW they paid for it didn't they or they were kind of let's see who's in it Bill Goldberg's in it apparently wrestling personalities Goldberg oh why is a lot Goldberg DP Sting Randy Savage Bam Bam Bigelow Sid Vicious Hooventude Kurt Hennig Disco Inferno Billy Kidman Conan Rey Mysterio Perry Saturn Prince Akia Van Hammer Gorgeous George, um, the Nitro Girls, John Cena also in it apparently. Ah, as an uncredited, I don't know what is John Cena doing. It's a rumble. I'm assuming well, he was like an extra. Must be an extra, yeah. Unless I, I, I got that off Wikipedia, so <laughs> you never know. That could be fake. Um, no, he actually is in it. There's a 14 second clip on YouTube if you want to Google it. Okay, of uh, John Cena in Ready to Rumble. I guess it's like the wrestler, isn't it, where they turn out to be like with Cesaro in the back of all those. Yeah. Um Yeah, you never know what's gonna where a wrestling extra is gonna go, do you? So I mean I didn't write a great deal about this match, mainly because I was just so busy enjoying it. Yeah, it was just fun, wasn't it? Like it was stupid, but it was fun. Yeah. Um Obviously, main parts of the match there was uh, just chaos in the guitar room. <laughs> yep. Absolute yep. chaos. Um Ending Arquette screws DDP. Yeah, what a strange... That feels like a swear for swear's sake, bro. <laughs> like, um, it just feels odd, yeah. doesn't it? Like, sort of, the, the plan is that, like... Because David Arquette could have won the championship for himself quite easily. Yeah. There's a point where they're both, like, hanging off the cage, and so DDP and Jarrett are trying to fight and trying to get up to the top. David Arquette just nips up, which you think, yeah, that's a real issue in a triple threat match of, of this of this nature. Yeah. He had about five minutes where he could have uh, took the belt out. I guess the gimmick was that he didn't want the belt. Right, so I'm going to give a bit of background here yeah. because I told you the other day that I'd watched the Arquette documentary. Yes, of course, yeah. Um, it's DDP. It's really, really, probably one of the best documentaries I've seen quite a while, actually. Yeah. It goes into it, obviously. Um, the year before it was released, he had a heart attack. And then he came out and said, look, I'm not getting any film roles. I had any film roles in years. Um I think I want to get back into wrestling. Yeah. Um, to cut a long, long story short, it goes and he goes all over like training with different people. He ends up going and meeting up with DDP in Mexico. Um, does some DDP yoga because obviously any chance for DDP to get to plug his yoga nowadays. Look, so. I've I've met the guy. That is literally all he does. I made the mistake of referring it to your yoga, and he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, just I've done a bit of your yoga." Like what? Like your yoga. And he points to his, his T-shirt, and I go, "Oh, the DDP yoga." And he goes, "There you go." And I listed diamond up. <laughs> Great stuff. He also held up the line for that autograph signing, just so he could do some yoga poses and plug his. So, so me and Tom, me and Tom were in line, 
Well, like, bloody hell, what's seconds along? We look across, the DDP stood on the table with his, like, his foot above his head. <laughs> he's probably in the best shape of his life. Yeah, and he's, he really is. He he's in his sixties. He's in good shape, isn't he? Flirting around. He's had a match in AEW, hasn't he? Yes. Um, so anyway, back back to it. Yeah. DDP basically cuts to DDP, and DDP cuts a bit of an interview. Um, and he says that Arquette never wanted to win the WCW Championship. Um, he's open. He was very open with the fact that no, this is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the beginning of the show, I'm just kind of. Backtracking yeah. now, Eric Bischoff and the opening part says um, it was Vince Russo's idea, which I can kind of see. Yeah, um, and even Eric was like, "It wasn't a good idea." It was not. Uh. Um, but yeah, so everyone gives Arquette an hard time. I really like the documentary because it kind of showed him from having no technical ability um, to suddenly this. Very good wrestler. Yeah. He had the infamous match with uh, Nick Gage, didn't he? That was awful. It yeah. Quite, it showed, it, within the documentary, it probably shows like five minutes of the match, and it was yeah. it was horrendous. Did Nick Gage chew on him, do you think? Yes. Try and make a point, I guess, a bit. Yeah, no, that's he right. Did. Yeah. 100%. He, he went way too hard on him. On the, like, yeah. He's busted open, then he starts smashing light bulbs over him. and Yeah. Then Arquette leaves the leaves... Starts walking up the ramp, like kind of stops, thinks about it, and then returns to the ring where he just gets beaten on again. Yeah. I don't think it was a shoot. I think it was him getting up there thinking, no, I've got to see this through. Yeah. Got to go Um, around. Yeah. Yeah, but then I thought it was quite quite, quite a nice ending to the the show. Um, It comes up and it says, like, in 2019, David Arquette's ranked in the top 500 wrestlers oh, in really? the world. Oh, really? In PWA? In the yeah. yeah. I don't and know. Then, yeah. And then he cuts to, I can't remember what match it was. Um, he has a match with someone. can't remember who. Um, but then Jungle Boy comes to the ring. Ah, oh, of course. He's obviously the son of uh, Luke Perry. Yeah, because um, David Arquette and Luke Perry were best friends. Yeah. And after the match with Luke Gear. Um, Nick Gage, sorry. Um, it was Luke Perry that drives Arquette to the hospital. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, he gets yeah, into the it. ring and he has like a bit of an emotional speech and he's saying like, oh, I'm like Luke Perry, blah, blah, blah. And then he, he say, like, turns to Jungle Boy and he's like, your dad would be so proud of you. You're going to be huge. And I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be huge. I just want to be in a crowd singing along to Jungle Boy's theme tune because I love it. <laughs> So much. I just cannot wait for you right. to come and do a show because I cannot wait. Yeah. Likewise, but with Chris Jericho, yeah, I can't wait to be well. in the crowd singing Judas. Yeah, I hope that. Do you know what? I hope that works for him on Wednesday or tonight's show where he's got no music has he against MJF and the plan is the, the plan is for the crowd to sing it. So hopefully it works. Yeah, yeah hopefully yeah, everyone's organised. That, but um, it's been all over Twitter, hasn't it? It's and on. I love a good sing along with a theme tune. Like when Vincent Mann comes out and you sing along to his theme tune, it's just yeah. it's it's amazing. We think that there's not that many theme tunes that people sing along to. No, it's become like more common recently. But I remember when we saw Vincent, then the, the the it stopped and everyone just carried on singing like no chance. And he was even like, yeah. "What the fuck are you doing?" It's <laughs> like, but it was yeah. it was great. And Nakamura's have been through it. So I, just, I love it. Yeah. Wrestling and I mean, shows. this is what I mean. I know I'm really digressing now. Um, that's all. That's what we do on wrestling around. But we're, we're, the other week where we did the um, Matt Rushmore, and yeah. I was saying that Chris Jericho is probably one of the greatest of all time. 
Yeah. He's so over. Mm-hmm. He's so over now. Yeah, he is. And I'm surprised at the amount of people who stay over in AEW, actually. Because mm. um, Jericho was, no, actually, to be the end of his WWE when he was like on top again. But I remember like four, four or five years ago, where I think he was in a rumble for an hour and everyone was like, oh, I've got to get out of Jericho, you old man, and stuff. And like, to kind of like yeah. come come back from that again. I mean, he had the great yeah. one in WWE with the list. Yeah, the, the Kevin Owens thing was just fantastic. Yeah. That was one of the, probably one of the, like, like we said, that should have been the, the main event. Yeah, for that for that, that pay per view, in my, yeah. it should have been, it shouldn't have been Goldberg. It should have been the well. Goldberg and Brock did not need the title. That's that's the yeah. that match. The Goldberg and Brock match was great, <laughs> but it did not need the title. No, you don't I need think... to sell Brock Lesnar and Goldberg on a title. No, whereas that that match could have really pushed Kevin Owens to a whole new level. Yeah, and hopefully um, he gets there because he's just not quite there yet, is he? Again, no. and I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm a I'm huge a fan, fan of Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jericho is just so over with today's audience. I mean, he, he's probably more over now than he has been in his whole career. Yeah, I thought the crowd might. Have, yeah, so I thought the crowd might have soured on. There's a few people in AEW <laughs> I think the crowd might have soured on. Cody is starting to out there, I think, before he retired. Yeah, um, yeah. but I'm, I mean, I'm not a Cody fan. We'll, we'll just make that clear right now. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say it now. I know for a fact that Ross cannot cannot wait for the. Um, the, the, what's it called on the roads or it's uh, oh yeah I can't watch because it's some sort of roads pun isn't it yeah it's, um, it's the, it, for, the, for those listeners who don't know what we're talking about yeah. it's um, the new um, reality show oh, no. with Cody Rhodes yeah do you know what we should as a rib on Ross because he's not here today we should, we should do like a episode where we just review that when it comes out um, I would I mean there's one reason that I would watch it yeah I'm a big Brandy Rhodes fan Brandy fan yeah big Brandy yeah. fan yeah, I saw her in a match uh, against Prince Amin at WCPW once. <laughs> well, the strangest match I've ever seen. She won with a magic cap, with a splash off the top rope using a magic carpet. Genuinely, it's I mean, great. She can't really wrestle, but no, like like many of today's female wrestlers, do they need to wrestle? No, no. We've seen it. Like I'm digressing even more <laughs> now, um, but we've seen like all the, the shit that um, Becky Lynch has been receiving. What? No. Yeah. No. no. Get out. I'm not having this. Who's, yeah, so, who's, who's having a go at Becky Lynch? <laughs> not so on my people, watch. So people are basically saying that um, they're not interested in her coming back to um, WWE. Nonsense. She can't wrestle. Nonsense. Um, not there's, it. There's, no, there's no place in her for in, in WWE anymore. She doesn't bring any new fans to WWE. Um, I disagree with it all. Uh, she's the she is the only breakthrough women's star. Like as good as Charlotte is in the ring, and she is good. Yeah, Becky Lynch is Becky Lynch headline WrestleMania. Who else has done that? Like even even a year before that, it seemed impossible for a woman to headline. And yeah, obviously Ronda Rousey had a big part to play in that as well. Yeah, but Becky Lynch is responsible for I think that the best women's match I've ever seen. Probably one of my best match favorite matches is the the last man last woman standing Charlotte against Charlotte. Yeah. Great stuff, and she got over like completely on herself. Like she took it to a whole new level, and then yeah, she she headlined WrestleMania. So yeah, I people have this slander. I can't wait till she's back, whenever that is. Yeah, people say that the the man gimmicks at its time now. I, I don't think it has. I really no, not not when she's been so away for like so for a, a year and a half now. She's been away. Yeah. I mean, people have been giving Ronda Rousey. I think it's yeah. Ronda Rousey put a two pence in about the Bray Wyatt. Yeah, she did. She? Yeah, um, she, she does not she like received, 
she received an absolute horde of abuse. Yeah, because I, I kind of, I thought she had a point in some I, ways. Like, no, I yeah. couldn't. I have, yeah. with what she posted, I have nothing within that tweet yeah. to disagree with. Yeah, because it's like I know that the thing with Ronda is that everyone thinks because so she, when the crowd turned on her against Charlotte, I think. Yeah, she's really took it personally, didn't she? Like she was like, "I'm not having this." Like I'm the biggest. Like she genuinely like, as as Hulk Hogan would say, she she worked herself into a shoot with her. Um, but I yeah, I don't think she's going to come back. I don't think I'd like her to. I think she, I Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch is in WrestleMania main event when it's happened. Like if next year, if you get even the year after, if you want to give her more time, imagine a two night WrestleMania with Rock Roll and one night. Becky Lynch and Ronda in LA, which is that in a year, not mm. like she is a year after. I mean, that could be one of the biggest pay-per-views of all time. Like people was uh, people was all over it. Want the same? Ronda obviously can't wrestle. Does she need to wrestle? Yeah. No, she's from the UFC. Yeah, and also that, she can but, like that. That that fair her first match. I've never known a debut match like it. It was fantastic. Yeah. Well, people were all saying when she lost all her credibility when she lost against um, Holly Holmes. Well, yeah. did she? Because she's now yeah. moving to. WWE. Look, yeah, and look how many times Brock Lesnar's been dicked in the UFC. Like, no one cares. Look at CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> like, one of the worst UFC careers of all time, but no one gives two shits in two yeah. nice time when he turns up. It's, it's funny because you go back to it's just wrestling fans are the worst. And I don't class myself as a, a hardcore yeah. wrestling fan by any means. I am probably one of the most casual wrestling fans um, yeah. in existence. Um, but it's all about drawing the money. Like, people are giving shit to Goldberg. Yeah. Right? It draws money. Yeah, people want to see him, don't they? The ratings don't lie. You get yeah. more people. Same with Brock as well, and I love Brock. Yeah. Um, and people obviously complaining where they, um, with listeners rain saying, oh, yeah, you defended it. You know, how many, like, count on your hand down yeah, times. Yeah, it's like it. 10 times, wasn't it? Does it matter? No. It's probably got more credibility now than it does um, then than it does now. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, like, okay, yeah, he had a few, like, I mean, he squashed Ricochet, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of ways he squashed. But again, a one minute loss to Brock Lesnar on its own isn't damaging. What damaged Ricochet mm-hmm. more was the fact that he just wasn't on TV after that. If he came back the next week and beat Sheamus or whatever, no one would have cared. Yeah. But there was, he's been, he's had some fantastic matches in that reign. AJ Styles, great match. Daniel Bryan, great match. Finn Balor, great match. He's had even more Goldberg, great matches. Even, oh, even the, the Goldberg match yeah. was good. Oh, it was, it was glorious. Short. It was glorious. It was five minutes of just high octane action. I love yeah. that match. It's and one of my favorite matches. Like, don't you think? Don't you think that sometimes that's all that they need to be? Yeah, you're not going to get. You, it's like you know, as Bischoff says to quote him again, it's wrestling's a buffet. You have your technical need, matches, but you don't want who wants Goldberg in the technical match. And it but, doesn't need to be a five star match. Yeah, and as we've seen, hell, yeah, Goldberg's fifty four years old. Don't yeah. need a five star match no. for him. And like that, that thing of like that match where he beat Lesnar in ninety seconds, the first one, mm-hmm. that got talked out more than any other. You know, if that had gone half an hour, it'd have been a really shit match. But it yeah. went a minute, and it was it was just exciting minute and you genuinely it, like holy shit what has just happened there and like, if you think about it right going it doesn't happen to, often does it going back to crown jewel was it last year the year before where it was undertaken yeah. kane and um, sean michaels triple h if that match had been cut in half could have been very 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 good yeah it just went too long and yeah. by the end of it undertaker was fucked sean yeah. michaels sean michaels was fucked the only yeah. two that really 
weren't that knackered with Triple H and Kane because they've been in the ring a bit more. Yeah, Triple H is still in good shape, isn't it? But yeah, that was just that went on too long. And again, it's, again, the heat as well. The old men in the humidity of Saudi Arabia. Like obviously, Goldberg and Undertaker is one of the worst matches of all time. Can't get around that. But no. Goldberg did get concussed on the way to the ring. Yes, <laughs> 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 yeah. he did. He headbutted a dar. So. Carl that against him. It just should have been the referee. Should have been like, "Come on, let's take it home." Didn't need to go eight. It went eight minutes, which felt so long, didn't it? Should have gone like, two. Yeah, two minutes. Two minutes. Dust That's all needs to be done. Yeah. It could have just been a, a, a swash match, like the Goldberg Kevin Owens match. Yeah, one spear done. Yeah, I think Undertaker is going to win. Have him kick out the spear and then tombstone, and that's the end. That's your lot. Yeah. Like, doesn't need. Yeah, so that's, that's 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 what the the Cena match was, wasn't it? With yeah. um, I mean, we've already yeah. seen Goldberg at his head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't, don't, we, we yeah. know that he's, he's suffering from yeah, that. Yeah, and then he went into the post, didn't he? Which went even yeah. worse. Like that was not a good match. But but I think I'd like to see Goldberg now. Assuming he loses to Lashley on Sunday, we're just going wildly off piece now. <laughs> Come back and just like that match against he had like he had against Dolph Ziggler, where he just killed him in like two minutes, and then went back actually, to the killed him again. Killed him this time. Yeah, that'd be good, that'd be good for me. Just yeah. lose lose time match. Goldberg against Dolph Ziggler, and just <laughs> just gets wiped out completely. But but yeah, I just love to see Goldberg just come back and do that. Yeah, just against some random job who's going to bump around for him a lot. Like, it doesn't need to be anything massive. Um, maybe we could, they could. Maybe the way the WWE could go is just a new a new Goldberg streak. Yeah, we did. Yeah, because look how hot Ryback got. Like Ryback's not exactly a great wrestler, no. and he was the hottest thing on the planet for a bit. And he, he never pulled the trigger. Same with Braun, mm-hmm. never pulled the trigger, trigger when they should have done. I mean, literally, all they could, what they could, all they need to do with Goldberg is right. Do you want to, do you want to work one Raw show a week? Um, yeah. A month, sorry. Yeah, just can't kill. Come someone. back, one minute squash match, kill someone, just kill, kill jobbers, free jobbers yeah. at once. Just it's fine. It's all I want. They could, they, there's got to be some big lad in them, um, in developmental who they can who could do that with now. Just start yeah. a streak out of nowhere because that's all Goldberg was, wasn't he? Well, yeah. That's all Ryback was. Just yeah. Just some That's big, it. big meaty lad. There's got to be someone down there. I do think the, the, rating, the ratings would go up because if, if I know social media ruins everything nowadays, um, yeah, but they've kept it quiet. Oh yeah, Goldberg's going to appear on tonight's Raw. Don't tell anyone. Just yeah. come. You'd have so many people tuning into Raw just to see if it turns up. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, what he did, didn't they? The, apparently, when he came back this time, they did leak to it on purpose. Um, Sean Ross was saying, "This is the problem with social media. Don't leak stuff." Yeah. It keeps people on the toes. Yeah, I, I, I like a good surprise. This is why wrestling was so good when we were kids. Because we didn't know, we didn't know what was, I think the best thing was we knew, we thought we knew what was going on, but we didn't have a bloody clue what was going yeah. on. That was what. Yeah, that was what made it so fun. Like I had, I was like, oh yeah, this will definitely happen this way because I had no idea. I was convinced WCW we were going to beat WWF at the end. Yeah, because of the trademark dispute. I was like, well, I've seen it on the news that they're not allowed to be called WWF anymore. So they're clearly going to lose to WCW. I was exactly the same. But yeah, and then oh, also I, I, when Foley, Foley's retirement match, I was like, "Well, he's not going to retire, is he?" So obviously Foley's going to win that. And then he did. Obviously he did, and the smart money would have been on. Like, well, looking it back, it was obvious that Foley was going to retire there, but it just it wasn't as a kid at all. Yeah. Ah, oh, to be a child again and think wrestling was real. Yeah, well, not even not even just not real, but that. just not know what's going on. Like Ross yeah. doesn't follow any like social media accounts to do with wrestling or anything. So he says, like, when he watches it, like, he just, he comes in, like, completely fresh, and it's great. So maybe there's something in that. 
It's just wrestling fans. Wrestling fans are the absolute worst. Yeah. Just continue, continuously arguing. Shit on everything. Like, the amount of times where everyone's like, what a great pay-per-view. It's like, actually, it's a really bad pay-per-view, and here's why. Like, well, Bray, <laughs> Bray, Bray Wyatt is one of the, the best examples yeah. where everyone was like, well, yeah, Bray Wyatt is shit. This gimmick shit. Yeah, nobody looks, liked The Fiend at the end. Nobody no, liked so, The Fiend. As soon as he leaves, oh, we want Bray Wyatt back. Well, yeah, he, same with Braun, it. isn't it? Like Braun, there yeah. people were complaining that Braun was in the main event in, in May, and he got released in June, and it was. Like, Do you uh, think Bray, Braun Braun was worthy of a main event run? I like I like Braun. I thought they should have um, pulled the trigger on him, like 2017 when he had that feud yeah. with Roman. I'm I'm a big Braun fan. Um, yeah, I, I, I really hope that he. He's obviously already he's already said on it, he will not lace the boots up for anyone apart from WWE, but then he's already bro- he's already broken that rule. Yeah, it's gonna be really Qatar and however it is, um, so we'll see what happens with Braun. So it'll be interesting to see what they'll do with what well where Braun goes next. Yeah, I just that. can't see him fitting in um AEW, but I just because yeah. he's it's just not that type. And they've got, they've got they've got the big show now, haven't they doing that? Um, they have. And he's making his in ring return. Yeah, so that's what I mean, like they, they play what want with too many big guys, but I don't know, and I don't watch enough Japanese wrestling to know if it'd fit in there, to be honest. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe some people say it would, some people say it wouldn't. I always thought Japanese was quite technical, but apparently they do love the big lads as well. Over there. Yeah, so. well, you think over the years they've had quite a lot of people. Yeah, Prince, Al- Prince Albert got, got a big, huge over there, didn't he? So. Vader was huge over there. Hogan was huge yeah. over there. Um, so they obviously do like the. I'll say. Um, yeah. Gallows and Anderson were huge over there. Yeah, they were. Yeah, Luke Gallows. I like Luke Gallows. Obviously, he's a, a, the friend of the, well, not a friend of the show, but he's our favourite henchman. <laughs> like, big fan. No, but yeah. No, no Festus, does he? No, that was great. Everybody should just come back in a mask and we'll never know it's him. Uh, <laughs> if there's some like seven foot luchador <laughs> in Mexico, <laughs> tear it up. It's like, from. Um, where were we? Slamberry 2000. So, um, yeah, Buddy David Arquette turns on DDP, which I don't think led anywhere, right? They never had like a blow-off feud or anything. That was just, no, so David the, Arquette was gone, wasn't he? The following pay-per-view, um, DDP's pushed into the mid-card. Yeah. Great American Bash pushed back into the mid-card. He does love a good celebrity pairing, doesn't he, DDP? Yeah, uh, he does. Carl Malone off of the NBA, he paired for him, and obviously Jay Leno. Yeah, I was just about to say Jay Leno. <laughs> no. I know... Uh, Boss isn't it? David Arquette, yeah. And now he's there doing yoga. Yeah, he also turned up on the American equivalent of Dragon's Den, didn't he? <laughs> Sorry, Did he? I missed this. The Shark Tank, yeah. <laughs> like, basically, at the end of it, they go, yeah, we're all out. You know we're not going to invest. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to get on telly. <laughs> that, was that was enough advertising for a DDP. Yeah, but no, he does great. DDP is one of my favourites of all time. Um, I Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I mean, I know me and you are very WCW biased. Because um, it was the best. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Up until this era, however, I do still enjoy this era of WCW. Yeah, I think at this point in my childhood, because I was only watching Heat on Channel 4 and like Worldwide on Friday nights on Channel 5. And I think at this point, Heat was starting to get better or at least be on more consistently. Like, yeah, yeah. It was very hard to even kind of follow WCW at this point, I think. So I just kind of naturally moved to the WF when everyone else did without realising that's what I was doing. So for me, it was a little bit different because I um, was obviously watching WCW on the Channel 5 recap, which yeah. obviously wasn't the full the full episode. That, yeah, but I always thought it was. Yeah, it was I was literally listening to Bischoff's podcast like two years ago where he announced the highlight show. And apparently the main, the, the main show was always on like Bravo or TNT or something. I'm like, yeah. I never had Sky as a kid. So no, like, neither did I. Like, yeah. 
still don't. Um, not a big fan of Sky. I think it's a rip-off for the price. Mm. <laughs> Listen, we'll get into that. Um, Agreed. Did you, no, I could go around for but, fucking Sky for bastards. Anyway. Well, for me, I kind of lost interest in wrestling after WCW came off Channel 5, which wasn't long after this. No, it wasn't. If I recall correctly. I don't think it lasted the full... I think, yeah, it, it was... By the time Nitro had finished properly, it had been gone from Channel 5 for a good six months at least, I think. Yeah, so I kind of lost interest in wrestling. Um, occasionally, between like 2001, 2005, I was buying like the occasional video or DVD from... Yeah. I remember, I remember obviously, we grew up in Hull. Um, yeah. I don't know if from Dan White forget, there used to be an old... Oh, it's like a DVD or like... A, Electronic store, but it just used to sell like DVDs and videos. I can't remember what it was called. I don't know. Is this a it HM... was probably... Can you remember where Kazam was? Yeah, there's a HMV down there where I used to look. Yeah, it was one of the opposite yeah. that. It was, it was, I'm sure it was the shop that used to be Kazam. Yeah. And I went in there one, one, one Saturday afternoon. I'd gone out with my grandparents yeah. and I'd looked in the bargain bin and there was like probably like 30 different WF videos, yeah. VHS. And I was like begging my grandma, oh, please can I have some of these? And I picked, I think she said, yeah, okay, you can pick five out. So I picked wow. like five out, went home and just binged them. And they lasted me months. Because it's yeah. just to watch and re- rewatch and rewatch. I think there's like Insurrection 2002. Um, it was all like 2002, 2003 shows. Um, yeah, I always had the random ones you used to get where it's like a double one where you got a pay per view and you got like Best of Raw yeah. <laughs> or something. And I was like, I was watching them start to sink, but that is how I discovered the Kai and Tai choppy choppy up UP storyline. It was from Best me, of Raw video. But for me, that was my first kind of experience of WWF. Yeah. Because I hadn't really watched anything up until that point. Yeah. No, I, I got into WWF through Heat randomly. And then we had like three pay per views a year, I think. Yeah. We got the Royal Rumble fully loaded and something else every year. Well, that might have been it by the end of it. might reach them too. Yeah. So then, like, I start, we started doing car boots, and we used to, yeah. my grandma and granddad used to do car boots, and whilst I was doing the car boots, I'd walk around the car boot and yeah. see what people were selling. I used to pick up, like, VHS and DVDs. I remember Wall one of my all-time favourite um, pay-per-views that I picked up on DVD is uh, No Way Out. Is it 2002 when the NWO turned up? Yes, yeah. We've not actually, we were, did we cover that? No, yeah, we covered that on the show this year. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Because yeah. that was one I always wanted to watch. Um, I never, I never got around to watching it. Yeah, it's great, great pay per view. I think I've watched that fifty times. Yeah, and I still yeah. enjoy watching it now. Yeah, I just love that that return promo right at the beginning. Yeah. Just love, I love that. I watched that. I, I think I immediately <laughs> watched that on the network. I might not even wait for the network. I might watch that on YouTube actually when I got back into wrestling because I was like, I missed when it went off Channel Four. I couldn't watch it again until we got Sky in like two thousand six. I think yeah. so. That was like my my lost. When Brock Lesnar, I was like, who the hell's Brock Lesnar? Why does everyone care? <laughs> like, I just yeah. missed that entire I, mean, I, miss, I missed, like, a huge era of wrestling. So I've obviously yeah. missed, like, the whole from Invasion probably up to, like, 2003, 2004, yeah. when I started, like, picking up a little bit again. And then I probably yeah. dropped off again, didn't watch any wrestling up until... When, we, when did we start, like, going to Tom's and yours watching wrestling matches? Oh, like, 2007? Like 2007, yeah, something like that, yeah. So I'm, I'm probably missed like a, probably about five years worth. That was a, that was when we were really back into it, wasn't it? Staying up yeah. and watching pay per views. Um, 
Yeah, no, yeah. You just, I think yeah, everyone kind of has that period, don't they, where they fall out of it for a bit and then go yeah. get back into it. But then, but then, I had two ours. because I completely, when I was at uni, just didn't watch any. Yeah, well, I'm likewise. Right. So obviously, we was heavily into wrestling. Yeah. I can't remember what we even we would stopped, didn't we? Was it when we all started going to uni? I sure as when I went to uni, and we just couldn't we didn't couldn't meet up. Now. I always watched WrestleMania every year and the Royal Rumble, I think, but everything else I just didn't really. Yeah, so I kind of, I kind of dropped off at that point up until yeah. probably a year ago when I started watching. Yeah. A, or two AEW. years ago when AEW started up, so I was like, yeah. "What's this new? What's this new company started?" Yeah, and that's when I started picking up with. AW I think that's a story for a lot of people, isn't it? I think that's Tom's story as well. I think Tom was is definitely more of an AW guy now. Yeah. Um, the WWE guy. But but yeah, no, I think for me it was like when the network came back, I was like, okay, I'll just start watching a few more of these and then I've been on and off the network for the last couple of years. Yeah. Obviously back on it again. I had now. it right I had it when it was only available in America. I had to get a VPN. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was the same one that like you watch American Netflix, so it's how I got into the American office as well. American Office, one of my favourite TV shows. Same, and he's, and I'm, I'm so tempted to watch it from the start. I'm, I'm between that and Arrested Development, I'm like, I don't know which one to start um, first. So me and my wife have watched the, the Office US from back or front to back, she would say, for at least ten times. Amazing. Yeah, at least we'll just binge it. So this is our problem. We'll, we'll start a series and then we'll just binge, and then it'll yeah. last us like two, three weeks. <laughs> it's like, what do I then, do now? What do we do now? Yeah. Like the amount of times we've watched, we started watching The Office, we've watched all like nine series in the space of three weeks, and it's like, really, what? What do we watch now? Amazing. We do the same yeah. in Modern Family. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, never. That's on Netflix now, isn't it? I never watched that from start to finish. It's, it's definitely worth watch. It's very good. I yeah. struggle. I, I remember picking up a couple of episodes um, a couple of years ago, thinking I, I, it's just a rip off of The Office, where they do like the cutout segments of the interviews. Yeah. But then we started watching it from the beginning. I was like, actually, this is hilarious. Yeah. I've gone to um, Shit's Creek recently. L- love Shit's Creek. Yeah. Because I was, at first, I was like, it's just Arrested Development, isn't it? But yeah. it's just, it's, it's great. See, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Arrested Development. Oh, I love it. Aside from the new series of Shite, but the, um, the original three were amazing. But Shit's Creek, Becky had already watched it twice. And then she was like, you really need to watch it. Yeah. I was like, okay, um, I'll give it a go. Love it. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I'm only six episodes in. Someone recommended it at work, and I'm like, I'll give it a go. But it's like, I think again, we've been chatting within a week, two weeks. Yeah, I need to get back like, into that. And it's done now. I don't think we're doing any more. Yeah, is it finished now? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We're totally yeah. digressed here. I know. Yeah, well, we're, still, we're, still, we're still recording, aren't we? <laughs> um, yeah, so David Arquette costs, I think I've said this about three times now. Um, what would you give the match? Oh, I give this three and a half. Let's have a look and see what old Dave Meltzer thinks. It's a celebrity match. I don't think he's going to be that impressed. Um, three and a quarter. So he was. We've missed out the best part of the match, though. What was that? Canyon takes a oh, huge hell. fall. Yeah. From the top of the, the, oh. top of the, the, the cage from yeah. Mike Olsen. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that, that was just... Do you know the worst thing that was? Nobody cared. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, literally, he fell off. And then Big Shirano was like, oh, look, he fell off. And then it ended, the show ended. And I was like, what the hell? Because he did not, you know, like, in, in Jericho's infamous bump in AWA, he came off the cage and the padding was there. Yeah. It didn't look like Canyon or any of that. Yeah. It looked like no, he didn't. just, he, that he was just went a straight ramp, through. wasn't it? Yeah. Straight through. That Obviously, was... this is, 
this is pre Ben Wyatt days, isn't it? Where they didn't yeah. really care about bumps and yeah. chair shots and so on. Um, but. but it's quite strange because, so, like, like I said, I've, I've started watching uh, Great American Bash. Um, the promo before yeah. the DDP match, uh, Canyon turns on DDP, joins the New Blood. Ah, yeah. So was there any follow-up between Canyon and Mike Carson for this bump, or was it just to get a bump on his shirt? Yeah, I believe that is the match, Mike, Mike Carson yeah. Canyon, I believe. I might be, I might be totally yeah. wrong here. Um, yeah. I've watched quite a lot of WCW wrestling shows in the last couple of weeks since watching this, and it kind of all blares into one. Yeah. Yeah, WCW did it that point, didn't it? So what do you give the show overall out of 10? Out of 10? Out of 10 for the full show, yeah. Let's go, seven, let's go old school wrestling around. I'm going to go seven and a half. Seven and a half. I think I would agree with that, actually. The Terry Peters classic six and a half feels a bit too loud, doesn't it? Because yeah. as bad as WCW was at this point, I actually I really enjoyed watching this show. I thought it was yeah. a really fun show to watch. Like, it was, well, I told you, didn't I? I, I it, was, yeah. it was myself that recommended it a few weeks ago. And I said, yeah, I've watched this. It's really good. Um, and then we decided to do it. And I, even watching it for the second time, only a week later, yeah, still really enjoyed it. And you can see, because obviously the first time I watched it, I made no, no notes. Yeah. This time I've watched it, some of the matches I've made, I've made notes whatsoever because I'm so invested in what's going on. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? Sometimes you just get hooked, don't you? And you're like, okay, I yeah. forgot what's happening. That's why I normally rely on Ross to write all his notes, but yeah. we've got I mean, through it, okay. I mean, this is this is what I don't like at modern day WWE in, in some senses. Like, the, the pay-per-views are too long. Yeah. I mean, this was yeah. two, and a, two and a half, two... Two, yeah, two, two, fifty. Yeah, the WWE to be fair have got better. I think since the pandemic. Hopefully, did you stay at that length though? I'm hoping so because the, 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 the views are unbearable. Seven hour WrestleMania is fun. No. <laughs> like as much as I love a good, I love wrestling, and the seven hours is just it's just too much, isn't it? I mean, a four hour show is too much. Cut it down to three. Yeah. Three three hours is the perfect amount of time. Yeah, for sure. For a pay per view, yeah, and every every match needs a story as well. That's yeah. that's what I like about it. And, um, just like that's where do we yeah. get it wrong at the moment or, or, or a year ago I believe it's just yeah. too long you sit it. there and I watch wrestling on my own at home yeah and I find it so hard to just keep invested in it yeah some of them yeah some of them like if you stay up to watch a big one because like the big four I stay up to watch <laughs> and sometimes it's hard. I'm like, right, I'm going to have to get a Red Bull, I'm going to have to get a Red Bull out here yeah, because I'm just not invested. But sometimes, like this year's WrestleMania, I was in it the entire time because it was two three-hour shows and I was like, this is so much more consumable and so much better. Um, but yeah, I thought, considering WCW was getting a bad rap at this point, I think if I was a WCW fan in 2000, but with the rest of the knowledge I have now, I'd be watching this thinking, do you know what? They could, they'll be all right, I think. Yeah. <laughs> They're, yeah. they're on the right. They're on the right lines. I, I know it went completely to shit about two months after this, didn't it? With the dash of the beach, but well, that's why I'm kind of getting up to. So I want to try and do all the pay per views yeah. through 2000 and kind of estimate yeah. where it went wrong for myself. I think there'll be a noticeable all, drop off fairly soon. Yeah, it's all right reading everyone's all these the wrestling fans' yeah. and views, and but I just want to see it for myself and make my own opinion. Yeah, because we've not even got to Judy Bagwell on the pole yet, have we? Uh, no, we haven't. That's New Blood Rising. That's you're not far off at all, I think. Yeah. So, um, I, I think our whole takeout from the show is that wrestling fans are just shit. Yeah, they are the worst. I mean, other than the ones who listen to wrestling around. Oh yeah, obviously, obviously. of course, and join in and wrestle around. As long as you're not one, of, as long as you're not one of those people that sits on Twitter or Facebook, just 
the complaining. Just enjoy everyone. it. Just complaining. Just enjoy yeah. it. Just in, yeah, that's that's my big takeaway is always complain about it. And also if you don't get it, someone else does and they enjoy it. Don't take the piss let out them, of it. Let them enjoy it. Let them enjoy it. That's because there'll be something down the line that'll be the opposite way around. Yeah. It's like I was thinking about this in like music terms, right? So my favorite band, as you know, is 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 the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Um, love them, right? Or about Coldplay. So, so what do I do? obviously follow by Coldplay? But when I'm listening to the Arctic Monkeys, I just listen to the Arctic Monkeys. I don't then listen to the Arctic Monkeys, and I think, right, I'm going to go on Twitter and I'll, and then just have a go at some U2 fans <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't turn up to a U2 show going play. I bet you look good on their dance floor because that's not what they do. That's what they do. Okay. So, so just, like, yeah. If we're talking about this, it's quite a good one. So yeah. as you probably know, I'm, I'm quite a big Kiss fan. Yeah. I've been seeing a fair few times. Um, I follow them on Facebook and follow them on Instagram. All yeah. right. So obviously they did the UK tour back end of last, not last year, 2019, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, this is, uh, everything's measuring. Where is, where is the year gone? Um, so I went to see them and then... So I, every day, obviously, when a band's touring, they'll post videos and, and then pictures every day. You've got people following them on Instagram. Yeah. Who then comment on it saying, why are this band still going on the shit? Or they're, they're too old? Or they yeah. can't sing like they used to? Do we care? Don't follow them. Don't yeah. follow them. Yeah. If you're not interested, don't follow them. At the end of the day, there's plenty of fans out there that are still invested in that band. Otherwise, they would not be touring. Yeah. it's that. that that's the thing. And it's like... It's the same with WWE in a way. It's like, okay, yeah, talk about it. And sometimes we don't enjoy it as much as we used to. I think that's fine. But I think like going to a WWE show just to boo everything and think this is shit. I just don't get the point. Like, why, I don't, yeah, I don't, why, waste, I don't. why waste your money? Like, yeah, go to your feet. Don't watch it every week. Like, I, thought, I think Raw is a bad show. So I guess what? I don't watch Raw anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. That's. Uh, and I'm sure at some point, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you start seeing things like clips pop up or whatever and it, it Raw starts to look better, you'll think, yeah. actually, I might give Raw a go. Yeah, I fell out of SmackDown for a long time and then yeah. I thought, oh, the Thunderdome was back on. I thought, I'll have a look. Roman Reigns came back. Great character now. I'm fully hooked. Same will probably happen with Raw if they get some good characters in. AEW, I didn't like AEW when I first died. No, I, well, I remember. I started I remember. watching a bit of it and it's like, oh, it's all right now. Yeah, yeah so I, I remember. it's got less Cody. That's why I like it. Just look at me. Con man, this is the way back in the con man, Rob Conway. No, con, this is con new man. gimmick, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Tess Fish Con, we're trying like a Mr. America thing in a minute, yeah. It's just, it's just expecting Terry in a mask again, like Terry Fish. Where is Terry Fish anyway? I prefer I Terry Fish to be honest. I'd let him back. I don't know where the fish is, he's not tweeted for weeks, <laughs> maybe months. Just look at me though, yeah, just look at you. <laughs> Get him fired. What are you gonna do, brother? <laughs> Just gonna, fire Pete, once again when, when Peter's mania is running wild. I can just stop you all. Wrestling just, Federation. Just, just stop you all. Yeah, see you later. See you later too. I remember I've, I've listened to, to the show since day one. Yeah, and wrestling around. Um, yeah, I remember back it back in the first probably 20, 30, 40 episodes. You guys were all saying, well, AW, it's rubbish, um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and now, Ross seems to be getting like a bit of a fan. Um, obviously, yeah. you. I, I was already a bit of a fan anyway. So yeah. I mean, I'm, I like, don't get me wrong. On. I'm still, personally, I still prefer WWE at this point. Like, well, yeah. But it's, um, it's not as, 
Not that it's not as bad. It was almost like uh, AW won't last. I won't bother with it. Basically, <laughs> was my thinking. Like here it is, still going, and I'm basically. I I think the CM Punk thing's changed things for me now, because now I'm like this is, this is back to the Monday Night Warrior. That's that's how I feel now. Like I mean, let's see. We'll say this and we'll turn up at SummerSlam. <laughs> but I think the same. I didn't realize how much of a CM Punk fan I was until we rewatched Money in the Bank the other week. Put yourself the problem. Look, the problem yeah. always comes back to wrestling fans. Yeah. Wrestling fans, the Pixards, just yeah. enjoy the shows for what yeah. the bloody You've are. You've got to be open-minded. Like, it's like I went to a New Japan show, thinking I don't really get New Japan, but I'll go anyway because Ross and Rob are going, bloody one of the best wrestling shows I've ever been to. So you've got to keep an open mind. Yeah. You have. You yeah. really have. And you've got all these wrestling fans saying, oh, you, 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 you shit. Well, yeah, it might be to you, but yeah. give it a go. So yeah. many people out there that they still give things a chance. Watch it, you probably enjoy it. Yeah. For all wrestling. And also WCW, if you heard that was shit. Go back and watch Slammery 2000. Yeah. And prove us wrong. Well, and you'll be proved wrong, my friend. Um, we should probably wrap it up because we've been going off the bloody edges, haven't we? We have. Um Peter's, I, Peter's film's gonna be ending soon. We'll be back on. <laughs> I did, did not expect to um be going on this long. Just, just to this. just to give you some context, um at the start of the show about two and a half hours ago when we started recording, I said to Aaron, I don't think we'll go along. We'll go about till about ten o'clock. Uh, it's now quarter to eleven. <laughs> we're still still going. we're still we're still going, but it's been a lovely uh chat, but you know, um I have work in mind, so I'd better Yeah. So <laughs> job. so tune in next week because we'll probably have um Feuds we'd like to see, where we're finally going to um, discuss Roman Reigns versus The Godfather, and um, featuring a non-stick saucepan in a kennel of hell match. Yeah, in a triple threat, feuds we'd like to see. You've never seen anything like it, my God. But yeah, next week is going to be a big show because we're going to do SummerSlam 2021. And as I said, we will probably CM Punk is going to get a mention. Where is he going to turn up? We'll probably, I will be honest, I think we'll the show is going to probably go like four hours because yeah, we have so much to talk about in regards could, to wrestling news. We could we're do gonna it have SummerSlam. Yeah. We're going to have Fugit Light to see. Yeah. And this all going well. There's going to be four of us on it. You're going to get yeah. double the action of what you had this week. Could be four lucky. And, you could be even lucky and Terry might not turn up. So it's oh, just yeah, back to he's, three of us again. We sacked Terry. Yeah, I forgot we sacked him. Yeah. Throughout the show, of course. I'll never forget that. It's almost like we recorded it all at once, but no. <laughs> so tune in to your three most favourite wrestling podcast presenters, um, Luke Markham, and where can we find you at? I am at twitter.com slash Lou Markham or instagram.com slash Lou Markham. There's not a lot of wrestling stuff on. It's just it's just landscapes on Instagram. So you best follow my Twitter for, for wrestling content. And Aaron, where can we find you? I can find me on um, Instagram at Frankenstein underscore 91, I believe. Um, and then Twitter... As oh, I said earlier in the Twitter. show, I am very new to Twitter, still figuring out how it kind of works, but I'm slowly giving all the wrestling marks plenty of shit. Yeah, basically, um, you, can, you just get abused. You abuse and get abused, basically. That's how Twitter works. Not not, not face any abuse personally yet, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at uh, Frank. See how that goes. I'm going to furiously type abuse. I did give someone um, crap the other day where there was... Um, Basically, they was talking about Tucker. Oh, look, Ross would love this. Ah, uh, Tucker, he loves the good Tucker, yeah. So there was talking about Tucker potentially returns to WWE. Um, <laughs> a few, people, were co- a few no. people were commenting, basically saying, oh, I can't wait for Tucker returns to WWE. So I just commented saying, 
cannot wait for his main event run. Yeah, that's going to be it. Like, imagine, mate, if Tony Khan's like, well, we couldn't get CM Punk. <laughs> and also, <laughs> it's just really, look in my eyes. And it's just when he took a walk out. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, the United Centre will, will burn to the ground if that happens. But I'm fairly certain that we're going to be talking about CM Punk and AW next oh. week. So we can um, find you can find Ross who hasn't appeared on the show. I believe he's on Twitter at Yeah, I think it's the Ross M. So if you like reading tweets from 2015, um, then yeah, follow Ross. Um, I started following him the other day and then realized that he has not posted in years. He um, uses, he logs on like every day. He does. He's, he's yeah, always on there. Um, um, but he last posted in 2014. And if you follow Terry Peters on any social media or you'd like to follow him, then you can burn in hell. Yeah, um, he is at Tense Fish Pod, and that's it, I believe. Um, yeah, uh, join us tonight. Twitch.tv forward slash rest around tonight, half seven, and also rest around everywhere you look Facebook, Instagram, sometimes. Yeah, I so, think that needs to be handed over to someone who is more responsible. Do you know um, what? Terry's got access as well. It does nothing right. Well, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, get you, I'll give you access as well, Aaron. Some, someone yeah, I'll, I'll probably be better because I don't really post much on my Instagram. I will upload my. Um, I just need to do this, the thumbnail. That's my that's my issue. I keep forgetting to do the thumbnail. You started on the um, Aaron Franklin is his restaurant. I've not done that either. I've not done anything to be honest. Luckily on Twitter, it posts it automatically when I upload show. <laughs> so that's the extent of my social media. But we'll get there. We'll get there. I might, I might start using the restaurant um, Twitter to give shit. Yeah, I Ross recommended we doing we did that, but um, I was just too concerned on my own brand. You know me. Um, I think I think just get your name out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Join us uh, next week. Uh, we, you know, we always, I always have a go at Ross for his outro has taken too long. <laughs> this one's been about an hour. Um, but yeah, join us next week on Wrestling Around. See you then for SummerSlam 2021. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.